Hi, I'm David Clone. I'm the CEO and founder of the How Nine Network, and you're listening to the Just Conversation podcast. Warning: This program contains strong themes meant for a mature audience. Discretion is advised. Going live in five, four. What does live mean? Uh. Welcome to the Just Conversation Podcast, the show where we discuss complex philosophic ideas in childish ways. I'm your host, Christina. And I'm your host, Jack. And if you haven't yet, remember to hit that subscribe button to get notified the second new episodes are released. Yes, you'll get all the nice little bits, tidbits, all the sweet little tidbits that people want anytime. Only the sweet little tidbits drops, they'll be very informed. Yeah, this is my Batman voice, by the way. What? This is my Batman voice. I, I gotta tell them it's about like the show. Batman? Yeah, it's I like, um, I'm Romeo Batman. I gotta have that little, that lingering breath at the end, and I do it on people's necks. I'm like, I'm Batman. They're like, oh yeah, Batman. Like, I'm already in leather, you know where I'm going with this. He's kind of gay, right? Like, come on. Let's be real. Everybody else is in spandex. This dude is like half spandex, half leather, hanging around with a, with a little boy. I don't want to imagine that he's doing anything with that little boy. And he's basically in a masquerade party because he has that thing where you only see his eyes. What the fuck is going on? He's a drag queen, dude. He's a drag queen in spandex and freaking and rubber or or leather i don't i don't know what he's wearing unless he's that armored batman but that doesn't happen until he has to fight superman so he gets a little straighter when he has to man up (laughs) anywho this show that you guys are gonna be listening to here or are listening to because you're already here because you're gonna be listening i mean you're gonna be listening to the conversation but they're not here yet it's fantastic. If you're not here yet, well, for those of you who are. Because this is weird. How would we address somebody who's not already here? I don't know. Because the they w- should be here. But maybe they're out there throw- doing, like, some chore before they get to here. So this but is they just, just have it on play for some fair reason. Fair enough. So to the air. There's, there's definitely listeners. There's people here listening, but there's a bunch of people who are like, they put play and, and, and then let's they say... They walk away. Yeah. The, the wife was like, honey, wash the dishes. And they were like, oh, crap, I forgot to do that. And they went to wash the dishes. And we're just here talking to the air in their version of reality. So we're just talking to, well, to the air, to the pets who are listening. Hi, pets. I hope you, you, you pets enjoy the sound of our voices. And if, if you, even if you have no idea, unless you're like a parrot. Does a parrot understand what we're saying? They know it's words. Yeah. I hope they repeat our words. Yeah. So when the, when the, when... When owner, is it a, man, that's so rude to own your pet, but whatever. When the person whose pet it is arrives, the, 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 the parrot can be like, Batman, gay, gay Batman, or whatever the parrot would say. My Batman voice, Batman voice. That would be awesome. All that good stuff. Anywho, today we have a... It's always exciting, right? I'm always telling them it's an exciting episode. It's always exciting. It's always exciting. This episode particularly, because we have our friend, Dave. As you guys heard at the beginning, he's coming in, or he was here. It depends on where you exist at the moment. He's coming in from your perspective. He's coming in. He's already here. That's why you heard his voice, because he's here already. Fair enough. He's already here, but then he left. 
while we do this, and then he's coming back. Yeah. So he came just to tell us who he was and tell them what they were listening to. Even if we're doing that right now, you're listening to the Just Conversation podcast. But he did that first, so I guess he gets a credit for it. Anywho, he's going to be here having a great conversation. But now we're going to be talking about, uh, uh, we're going to tell you guys. We're going to tell you guys about a different show. We're going to tell you guys about the- Another podcast. Yes. About another podcast that we were informed of. You know, we're we're doing this new thing where we're trying to share the wealth and people who uh, tell us about fascinating things will come and talk about them at the beginning of episodes. We, We went ahead and we checked out one of the things that they told us about, which was the Uneducated Experts podcast, which is a sports show. Yeah, it's just guys talking about sports. Yes, and it's a very informative show, nevertheless. Yes. See, if you already don't know crap about sports... Like me. And me. We don't know crap. I don't... I have no... I'm pretty sure it was basketball they were talking about. See, we were listening to an episode called Unibrow Letdown. Unibrow. The Unibrow Letdown. So we were listening to that episode. And we learned so many things listening to this show that we didn't know about basketball before. So we're we're quickly going to tell you the lessons we've learned about basketball, which are fantastic. We, we, we didn't know these things before. I'm not sure what half of these things have to do with basketball. Some of them blew my mind. I didn't know that we, that, you know, the government allowed some of this stuff out. Oh, the team... What's the team? Raptors? Oh my god, yes. The lizard people's personal team. There's a a team? Yeah, there's a reptilian team called the Raptors. That's crazy. But we didn't know, and I don't know why people aren't making a big deal about this. It should never heard of this team. Yeah, it should have. It should be on the news every day. Hey, there's a bunch of Raptors on the court apparently being great at basketball. That's fantastic. Why are there Raptors on the court, and why have I never seen one of these videos? Mm Mm-hmm. You know how much I would pay to watch a raptor beat a human at? Like, what the hell would that even look like? Is it is a horrifying? Ra- Fair I think enough. Kind of horrifying. Is a raptor like? Is that the dinosaur from um the Jurassic Park movies that we're yeah. talking to kids? Yes. That's raptor. Yeah. Oh, so it's not like a like a T Rex or something that's huge. No, but he he's pretty big. I think he's still bigger than like a person. regular person. Yeah. But basketball players are bigger than a regular person. I wonder if it's it's probably still bigger i don't know and they got those tails i don't know how they get those tails under control because i'm sure hitting someone with your tail that's gonna cause like problems like, like it's illegal but yeah like mad points taken off or yeah. penalties what do they do they tape the tail on their back or something maybe they do we haven't you see this is why we need to watch basketball because i don't freaking know raptors yeah. playing basketball how versus do they people. like stop their nails from breaking the ball they probably cut their nails Mm, more importantly how do they grab the ball how do they how do they dribble they don't have particularly i get look i guess it's maybe they're allowed to use their tails to to dribble dribble the the ball ball. oh my god there could be a lot going on here that we're just not even thinking about that's a crazy game see they they've made me want to understand how the raptors play humans Mm mm-hmm that's the most fascinating thing I've ever heard of. Raptors playing, or was it the Lakers? By the way, the Lakers lost. I don't know what that means. Like, I guess you got less points. They got less points, right? Yes. So Is did that they a lose basketball to team? The Lakers, I guess, are they lake monsters? There's a team of Raptors. Are the Lakers lake monsters? I hope so. What is basketball exactly? I'm, I thought it was just like kind of people playing with, but this is getting complicated real quick. 
We got lake monsters fighting, or not fighting. Maybe they're fighting. fighting. Maybe it is fighting. What? Man, I thought basketball was this whole other thing until now. Because look, at some point we find out that somebody was literally kidnapped and dragged to the finals and their bruises prevented them from winning. So maybe that's how, like, basketball works. You just do things like that. It's so dangerous. But what do the Lakers look like? There's, like, what does a lake monster look like? Is it, like, it's a swamp monster? It's a team of swamp. That's what I imagine. The swamp monsters, like, the green... Yeah, they're just covered in seaweed seaweed and junk. Yeah. It's a giant bag of seaweed playing basketball versus a, a freaking raptor what the f- but are liz i thought lizard people would be more like human looking with lizard characteristics are raptors specifically basketball players and why would that be more efficient why i don't know because they're strong maybe maybe if this is some violent game or something yeah, you know what this reminds me of? This is the basketball, and we were being shown. It's, look, we messed up. What? It's kind of like media sometimes gets it right. You know how, how in TV they'll show, like, the woman being like, nah, I shouldn't have that second cookie. But then in reality, people, like, eat a whole packet of Chips Ahoy cookies in one sitting. Awful. Okay, yeah, terrible. Yeah. But mm-hmm. TV got that one right, and they're just like, "Hey, I shouldn't have the second one because it's supposed to be too serving, and you're you know trying to hold back." Maybe, maybe Space Jam got it right. What? Yeah, wow, they were murdering each other while playing basketball. Mm-hmm. Those literally aliens versus cartoons. Maybe they were telling us what basketball was, and we're over here like, "No, nah, that can't be happening." Meanwhile, there's freaking swamp monsters facing. Like, basketball is, like, in real life is much more violent than that cartoon, though. Yeah, because the then again... It's just for children, but yes. it's just, like, a tiny taste of what real basketball is yes. like. Yes, and what they allow on TV is, like, t- like the NBA. That's, like, low-grade. That's tame shit. Versus, like, real dangerous, real messed up basketball that's... Un- like, they can't even put it on TV because of how gruesome it is. Who wants to see raptors tearing apart the lake monsters or the other way around and i don't understand they also have a team of old people like what are they doing this is okay these these are the people who are on pacers right yes okay okay i have a theory on how the old people with pacers are playing basketball along with the ra- because look what is a pacer if not a machine of some sort those are old people cyborgs oh they took the name of the fir- of the part that's keeping them alive but the rest of it is also modified. They're old people. They need everything replaced. They got jacked up knees that are mechanical. They got legs that are mechanical. They got super hips. You know how, how the motion they could do. They got super hips. Like, These are cyborg humans versus teams of reptilian giant raptor things and, and sea monsters. Swamp, swamp monsters. monsters. <laughs> it's crazy. Look, this is a word. We learned all of these things from the uneducated experts podcast. You guys need to listen to this. This is fascinating stuff. Like I, I didn't, I, I thought basketball was a lot tamer, mm-hmm. but we got cyborgs, reptilians, swamp monsters going at it. And this is just a tip. We listened to one up. This is a tip of the iceberg. You know how deep into this show we have to go now what just to other discover? What teams are there? Although raptors right now are my favorite. I know there's werewolves made of trees or something. What? Yeah, there's like something called a timber wolf. Oh. And I don't really, like, I, I guess it's some form of a werewolf. Made or out of trees. Like a lichen, a different name. Yeah, it's probably like a, or maybe they're just talking about the woods. Timber. Yeah, the wolves live in 
in the yeah, woods. Okay. So maybe it's like just regular werewolves or whatever. Maybe it's just not even werewolves. Maybe it's like dog wolves. Just regular wolves on the court. On the court. Who knows? <laughs> Look, at this point, I'm not even sure. We got to see. A, I got to see a game. Mm-hmm. I got to see a game to understand what's going on. I'm used to tame like sissy NBA stuff. I'm not used to freaking mythical creatures and science monstrosities attacking each other. I hope there's a unicorn team. There's probably, at this rate, there's a bunch of weird teams like that. Mm-hmm. What else do we have here? We've learned, oh, I don't, I'm not really even sure how this relates. I have no idea what this has to do with basketball. But at this point, we're wrong about everything that has to do with basketball. So we found out that Boston has a lot of shooters. And that's kind of horrifying. So I don't know what this has to do with basketball. But anybody out there in Boston, just be safe while you're out there. You know, be prote- eyes open, apparently. Just be careful. What if the team is just full of shooters, like people shooting and stuff? Like, come on. Oh, my gosh. So they're just, they're what, just murdering. What is it? Team. Like, like the, the, the urban side of, of Boston jumps on the court and it's just a bunch of thugs with guns? I guess. Just a, a whole gang walks on the court and they're just popping raptors and old cyborgs. Yes. It's too dangerous. They have to protect themselves somehow. Man. But based on what they said on the show, they didn't say team boston they said boston so there's like a rogue team of gangster basketball players shooting people in boston whoa whoa basketball goes too deep so Mm. would it is that what we have the old people cyborgs on pacers for like should we send them who are already like mostly dead to boston to stop the shooters yes we should do that that sounds great or maybe we just need more cops in boston Mm, nah let's send the old people the old people are the swamp monsters the under control? Are they on our side? I'm pretty sure the raptors aren't. No. There's, that's just probably so. just like a rogue other team. We got problems. Based on basketball, we got tragedies to resolve in life. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we're going to fix most of these problems, but whatever. Oh, yeah. We also learned about the stars. And I don't know why, but the stars gather on the weekend. Look, and it predicts something. Probably. The team that wins. Maybe. I don't know. No. Oh, my God. I didn't even think that. But look, scientifically speaking, this has to be a lie. Why? I mean, I'm confused at this point because raptors and swamp people and cyborgs and a rogue team of shooters just hanging out in Boston. But based on physics, I've learned Mm -hmm. the stars wouldn't just align. Space is too vast for that to be a possibility. But I didn't know what basketball was. Who says physics is right at this point? They're freaking swamp monsters. I give up. Maybe the stars align and then they're like, they align aiming straight at the team that's going to win. Yes. Whoa. Whoa. And then physicists can measure this. They can measure the alignment and be like, oh, they're clearly aiming at the Boston people. They're going to shoot everybody. And that's how they win. And that's how they win. Or the Raptors, they're just going to eat everybody. That was the point of watching a game. I don't know if the stars are telling us on the they line up literally to tell us what's going to happen. Hmm. Maybe that's the reward of winning. You win and, and then, then the, the stars, stars align. align. Oh my god. Were they aligned during the game? <laughs> what? Maybe that's where that metaphor comes out. Man, the stars just aligned and oh. we won. So oh, maybe okay. it's like you're just hoping the there's so so God I guess God's out there so and God's just watching. hanging out yeah he's watching basketball between a bunch of his weird creatures and he's just hanging out in space 
And he's like, who do I want to win? Who's playing to the degree that I approve of the most? And then he goes and arranges the stars and makes sure they're aiming straight at the team he wants to win. Whoa. Whoa. Thus they win. I guess we figured out basketball. Yeah. So God literally... (gasps) They always thank God at the end. But that's for every team. Yes, anytime they win. (laughs) It's literally God making choices. Oh. He's aligning the stars and aiming them at the team. And I guess through that, he sends like a bolt of energy through the alignment. And it just shoots out the last star and hits the team. And then boom, they win. Whoa. We didn't. You see, we debunked it, you guys. Oh, we gotta watch it. Yeah. 100%. The uneducated experts have made me super interested in basketball. I didn't, I didn't understand basketball before. Now, I'm more informed than I've ever been. Yes. I'm totally horrified of Boston, though. <laughs> Never going there. Probably afraid of all these teams, though. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, wherever like, the... We should probably watch this on TV. Yeah, I I don't want to be present for any of any of this. No. TV, pay-per-view. Is it on pay-per-view? I don't know how this works, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. So that is all thanks to the uneducated experts. Check them out. Yes, check that podcast out, guys. It is fascinating. I know we're messing around here, but it was actually really fun. These guys are really funny. They're just uh, kind of attacking each other in the middle of it, questioning each other's and everything. information is much more true than everything you than just anything. heard. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, they're super informed. They're super fans. That's how I defined it when I was listening to them. They know details of, that I wouldn't even imagine. They know business ends and everything. I, don't, I have no idea about any of that. You should totally check them out. You can find them on iTunes, which is where we found them, and uh, I guess wherever the hell else you want to look. And if you don't find them somewhere, let them know so they can put it there. How would they let them know if they didn't find them? Well, no. Dude, then you go make an... If you didn't find them where you were looking, go make an iTunes freaking... Or message them. You can find them on um Instagram or Twitter. Find them on Twitter. Hit them up on Twitter and be like, yo, you uneducated experts you guys want to be on like google play but i guess they're probably on google play realistically they're probably everywhere already so go check them out guys (laughs) they are great and anywho we're gonna have this uh you ready for this what you ready for this convo yes for this convo you excited no i'm not ready i'm not not ready oh my god it's too much for me brace yourself for the intensity I was using my Batman voice again. You know, I got to introduce things with my Batman voice. For the intensity, we're going in. I'm Batman. Yeah. Anywho, I hope you guys enjoy. Dave is always fun to have around. And we always spiral into really weird topics. And I hope this conversation turns you on. Anyways, enjoy, guys. Hi. Hi. survived another purge tangent city so well done there now let's let radio clone take the reins for a while sit back relax and enjoy the ride the hollow nine network welcomes you to tangent city where blind alleys never lead to dead ends hollow9.com
Is the llama the one with the longer neck? Is that the only difference? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Do you still have the picture of the other one, Christina? Go to the other one. Let's see. Maybe it does have a longer neck. I know that the, the llama is fuzzier than the alpaca. But and isn't a llama, isn't an alpaca brown? <laughs> isn't it, I've only, I feel like I've only seen them in sort of like an amberish brown shade, whereas llamas, I always picture lighter, like, camels. Ooh, almost. you gotta flip, bro. The llama is the, like, weird, dark, amber color, while the <laughs> alpaca is, like, white. But the neck is almost the same size. I just feel like the llama is fuzzier looking at this. But you did you know that they're camels? Are they? See, I was going to say they look a lot like camels. Yeah, they're fucking camels. But that's not even the craziest part, bro. There's a weird <laughs> thing called a vicuna, vic- 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 I guess, vicuna, that looks like... Vicuna, right? Yeah, and it's like a fucking gazelle got crossed with a camel. <laughs> this, is all la- this is all laboratory shit that escaped way, way back in the day. Dude, a fucking 100%, man. <laughs> no fucking quite Like, most creatures are probably that. Just some crazy shit that got away. And then made it out in the wild. And that's actually the way origin of man that they can't figure out. Word up, dude. Hell, damn, can you imagine? Dude, is it for real? I, fi- I swear to you. I swear to you that like most of the... Like that's what probably what an octopus is, you know? An octopus is either no, a fucking octop- alien. Octopi are like aliens. Yeah, They're definitely from someplace else. They're either <laughs> aliens or some sh- fucking monster we made. Like we found the sludge and just started mixing it with fucking animal dna and created some kind of freak of fucking nature they're like the venom suit that actually came to earth and we crossed it with uh, some kind of creature from the ocean and it became the octopus oh my fucking god yes dude that's totally what <laughs> is it come on how the fuck are you a oh, shape-shifting I mean, a cool hyper-intelligent octopi can't they like figure their way out of like locked rooms and shit like they've they've like studied them doing all kinds of crazy things where you're just like what yeah like, they puzzle solve like- faster than humans how the fuck is that even possible meanwhile we eat them you know what i mean like i've eaten octopus before and yeah, now i feel bad that puts us in a weird place because if you think about it right we're over here claiming uh, uh we're the smartest creatures but then like uh iq based and and capacity based like what we can learn how fast we can learn information we can retain there are several animals that chart higher than humans but then we can still just murder them like easily so they- they their their percentage of brain use like see that's the other thing like we only use actively a small percentage of our entire brain matter whereas there i feel like there are some creatures who by volume their brain is more like is bigger i guess and they use more of it and that's how they have like i mean that's how birds well actually that's a misconception he the human brain is entirely used we only use at any given one time 10 percent, but all 100 percent of the brain is used but not consciously. Fair enough. There is a giant. You know, well, it's weird because it's like the conscious brain has a hundred percent access, a hundred percent of the time. But we access everything the conscious mind can access. We just do it at ten percent at a time. Oh, like that's our RAM window. Yeah, we can only <laughs> you can only uh, use ten percent at any given moment. If you try to use all ten, you'll probably crash. That's what. Yes, is. because uh, just for us to consciously use our brain, we're using thirty percent of our entire body's energy reserve at that ten percent of brain use. Whoa, whoa! So where does that figure come from? Have we done like a study or something like that? Yeah, that the brain is that? the uh, the most energy consuming part of the entire body. There's nothing in our entire body that uses more energy than the brain, which is roughly about thirty percent of the entire Damn, body's energy. Damn, that's fucking crazy. 
Yeah, some fucked up shit, right? But then that tells us, like, like we're running on pretty much empty, or <laughs> avoiding running on empty by using none of our fucking brain power. If we can some... We had uh, uh, an episode a fucking while back where me and Christina here were uh, a ramble where we were breaking apart the difference between a zombie and a vampire. And we landed on a basic conclusion because they're both allegedly undead, but neither one of them is really dead. You know, they never really die. They just take the title for some reason. So the conclusion we came across is that a zombie aims to having all of its energy sent to the drive and ability to hunt down food and nothing more. So its brain functions go down, its body functions go down, even if its strength goes up, its flexibility, its reasoning, everything goes down and directs everything towards this infinite strength to just get its food and the basic animal insect to do it. So they can, like, you could walk away from a zombie and it would stay standing for the next 10 years without having eaten anything, you know? Because it's, all of it is just to get to the food. It could still be aiming for the food. It'll go through a wall to get the food. So it doesn't need food. But if you flip that the other way, you end up with what? A vampire. Something that aimed towards having all of its abilities jacked up all the time. So it's crazy fast, crazy smart, agile, Mm -hmm. intelligent, swift, strong. strong. And what's the problem here? It has to consume all the time. Because it's burning through the energy so quickly. So he has to keep and, feasting and keep and it's feasting. it's allergic to the sunlight, so it can only operate in certain hours of the day. Yes, because the so sunlight would dehydrate it. It would waste so much energy just fighting off the heat and weird things like that. Yeah, the UV and shit. Like it's it's almost like in a video game when you have uh, you have a certain amount of points you can spread across your character to give it traits. And it's like if you want to take away the ability to walk around in the sun, you could give yourself a shitload more strength and a shitload more longevity. Uh, if you also want to take away your body's need to process food and maybe you just drink blood, all right, now you can add more points to intelligence. You know what I mean? Like it's it keeps. I no matter what, we can always take everything down to reality being run like a video game like you know what i mean yeah. there's always aspects of like this is an interface you're you're not part of the interface you're inside the interface somebody's got a controller and they were able to choose all right this is what you're going to look like this is where you're going to be with all different abilities and go but then that's oh man that's so fucked up because you gotta think <laughs> about it like all right so our our, our brain power decides we can do this much and our and our subconscious can use so much energy of it why is our subconscious capable of accessing everything all the time if it's still part of us? Or is it not part of us? Well, it's even an interesting concept by just the name of the, just by the title, the label of it, a subconscious. Like, why would there need to be a routine running that's below the conscious awareness of the of the person? You know what I mean? Like, what, Well, I can actually uh, answer this question. Like automated, like... You're, you're breathing and stuff like that where you, I like I don't have to think okay breathe in all right wait three seconds breathe out because that would be a waste of your mental capital <laughs> you know well if I mean? we think but, of it like a computer right we we understand that there's the the visuals that we access manually so we're typing things here and we're like going over here and doing that thing the subconscious right. is that regulator in the back that's like holding all the links and stuff so if I go to the search bar and a giant thing drops of everything I've been to 
that's the computer subconscious just retaining that in case I need it. Ah, uh, so it still goes back to cache and RAM always. Yeah, so the subconscious is the cache, and and your conscious mind. Oh my is the god, RAM. yes, it's the cache. It's all because it has all of it. <laughs> But then the problem is, it's also making decisions. We only feel like we're consciously making choices, but that's incorrect information because our subconscious does so much of the heavy lifting. Let's say somebody throws a ball at you. You're not consciously thinking, let me dodge. You just dodge. You flinch instinctively. Or, it just happens. Or if you're one of those steely, cold motherfuckers who's been through so goddamn much, you stand there and you catch it while everybody else is like, whoa, holy fuck. You know what I mean? And that's, that's like hardcore. That but okay, let's Some let's analyze that for a second. Is that a guy who has access to that like fraction of a second reaction? Is he like that well connected to his subconscious or is that a conscious choice? Well, I yeah, well, there you go. Is it, if you if you have control back, like if the interface is what's assigning, like you know, whatever is whatever's engaging the interface is assigning all these points and ability scores to you. If you have the ability from within the system to then affect that back, like maybe because that person trained for so long in certain martial arts or certain military style training that that their entire their level of awareness is ex- like almost like. A, all right, well, there's a whole bunch of people who are either going to cheer about this as soon as I mention it, or they're going to be like, oh, Jesus Christ. But it's like like in Dungeons & Dragons, like if you have a character and you're able to um, get to a point where now you have the ability to perceive it 60 feet around you instead of 30, and that gives your, your party an advantage because you can see further. Maybe there are things that can happen that we can do training-wise within this you know, shared, simulated, uh, holographic reality yeah. that would then affect your mathematical probability of if somebody were to throw a ball at you with no warning, would you be aware enough to be able to kind of sense it coming and catch it? Or do you have to like sense it coming and duck, you know, and when everybody starts it, maybe not even sense it coming and get hit. And then we all at some point get to sense it and duck. And then some people get to sense it and catch it. And some people get to sense it, catch it, throw it back and hit the motherfucker in the face. And like instantly. Yeah, like that happens immediately. But then the question here is, are we building some sort of bridge between the conscious mind and the subconscious mind? Like there's, let's say there's two streets and there is a one way street that leads straight all the way already built from the beginning from the subconscious mind all the way to the conscious mind. And even as a child, that's the only original connection we make. And that growing up and informing ourselves and developing ourselves is the conscious mind trying to bridge back over time. So the older we get, the more informed we get, the more our third eye opens, and the more spiritual we get, or the more informed we get, or whatever the fuck might be happening. We, we build this sort of other road from the conscious mind back to the subconscious. And it's patchy and it's crappy at first, and we just keep filling it in a little more and filling it in a little more. So we have a little more access every time, a little more, and it's quicker every time. And it's more instinctive every time. This goes, uh, you, uh who the fuck is his name? The fucking fighter, uh, Bruce Lee. He had that, uh, yeah. that saying that you can't think about what you're going to do in a fight. If you think about it, you're taking too long. You must be so right. trained that your body must already know what to do instinctively. It must be inherent knowledge that just, the ball flies your way. You just caught the fucking ball. You didn't think about yeah. catching the ball. You just caught the ball. If you're thinking of, if he shoots left, I'm a dodge. No, you get fucking hit in the face by the time you see the fist and you consciously choose to dodge. But if your body already knows fist on left, dodge to right, 
is that is that the bridge is that you and then the question is well it's what it is is the body your body knows before so like the other person's body will give signals that we aren't aware of unless we're trained to a certain level and it could be anything from the position of their feet and the way their shoulders move right before they get ready to punch and it's something that you're trained superhuman because you have all these extra points in perception or whatever um your your ability sees that and is already dodging before the guy's throwing the punch so by the time the punch is being thrown it's being grabbed and the energy is being redirected to either like throw the guy or break the guy's arm or or have him like you know punch a wall and then you can put you know all these things that you now have the ability to do because in that guy's mind he was going to hit you and that was it that was as far as he thought and here your body did thinking for you ahead of time affording you the ability to like read it and go okay i need to know who this is and why they're attacking me so instead of breaking their arm i'm just gonna catch them and get them all grappled up and then i'll start you know threatening them something like that okay because then in that case if we're training the the body forego the the subconscious in this instant we have to stop thinking about the subconscious as a sub conscious and assume we do have control to some degree we just not a, it's in a in, in a degree we're not aware of we have to literally right. think about it as neurons because what do they say the more connections you make the more information you retain the blah 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 so what's got to happen here is you got to always make the connection of this motion equals that motion and in response i do this motion or uh this behavior equals that behavior thus this behavior and that pattern gets reinforced and reinforced and reinforced and then your subconscious has recorded some sort of nuance that you're not even aware of at this point, at least consciously. If you were consciously thinking about it, you could figure it out. Let's say you're watching a fight on uh, UFC. You know the little nuances one guy's doing to the other because you're not there and you see it and you're like, oh, this is why that happened or whatever. But in the moment, yeah. you wouldn't be able to react so quickly. So you trained right, right. those same things, those same patterns into your subconscious mind or your body aka your neurons just your neurons made a weird specific pathway this equals this equals that i do this the end and that happens instantly because it's just an electrical pulse sending across and an electrical pulse can fly quickly the speed of light literally yeah but it's it's flying on a part of the circuitry that you're not supposed to have access to controlling. And, you know, there's this whole thing where um, some people do it through yoga, other people do it through meditation. But there's ways that you can influence your subconscious because it's like supposedly the subconscious is working in all kinds of odd ways where it it's always listening. So when when people do self-deprecation, you know, like when you like like if even if you're trying to do it, like for me, I tend to do it as part of like my humor is I always try to be like, oh, yeah, well, that's just because I'm ridiculously stupid. And this is why. And the thing is, if you say it that enough times, even though if you're trying to do it to get people to laugh, your subconscious could start picking up on that and reinforcing it to itself like, oh, yeah, you are stupid. You know what I mean? And then then and that's just a very mild uh, version of it. <laughs> you know, what I mean, any any kind of thing that you start to um feed into the idea of negativity about your subconscious could be picking up and then reinforcing when you're asleep you know what i mean this is why people sometimes have bad dreams when they have high anxiety like and and it's like that's the kind of thing where you almost realize you don't have control <laughs> over this very powerful impactful part that you come pre-hardwired with it's almost like getting a smartphone with some apps on it that like no matter what you keep running into them 
in these like back folders, but no matter how many times you click on it or how many passwords you put in, they don't open. But you know that there are other apps that are running off of information coming from those apps. And you're just like, what the fuck? Then you have to figure out how to get to them, you know? Well, you said something interesting there that gave me like a weird mental image, which was that we it's sort of a, a part of the brain that we just don't have access to, like a, a, an information, a set of information that we don't have access to. And that made me think that we... Because we're molding it one way or another. The information it receives happens from right. our end. So what if it's like... Your subconscious is sort of the chip you're building. Let's say inside your brain, there's this weird lab. You have the lab in your brain, and you visit this lab by doing things. Anything you do in the real world influences that lab. And you do things, but you do things carefully. You don't just go and change something random, like, oh, I'm going to just fucking fuck with this part, and I'm going to just fuck with... You don't do that. You know what you're doing, or you sort of... We don't know what we're doing, but the idea is that something within us goes and does little tweaks accordingly. Okay, behavior did this, let me change this, or maybe send more electricity in that direction, or I'll tweak that so that this happens better. And so we're always just going back and sort of modifying this thing that we can't just instinctively in a moment that we're doing something go back and fix but over time we like pick at it and change it and pick at it and change it but we can't do it in like an instant the ball's coming my way i'm I'm not just gonna fucking catch the ball if i've never trained at it but the training here is oh i know that eventually i need to catch that ball i'm training to catch a ball instinctively for whatever fucking reason people are just throwing balls my way or whatever so i go into the lab occasionally and tweak it so that i get better performance there and what when I practice in the real world catching the ball, I go back in, and me practicing catching the ball on this end is that weird lab I'm inside of tweaking the thing. Okay, more power there, less power here. It's it's the it's the sort of uh, heads up display menus uh, in the video game where you're like you're not pausing the game, but you can push a button, and all of a sudden you're assigning different you know abilities or weapons or items, and then when you're done, all of a sudden you pick back up at full speed. You know, like maybe that's sort of one of those we have. Oh, it's a skill tree. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and we're dropping points here and there, choosing yeah, the character we yeah. want. And we only have so many points, but we can, every time we get a new point, we leveled up. Every time we get a new point, we can drop it in something, and we got to choose where it goes. And yeah. our behaviors choose where it goes. But the thing is, it's like we can't affect those as immediately as they affect every other moment that we live through. You know what I mean? The, the fact that you will make decisions that sometimes don't even make sense when you look at them even for years after until you realize, oh, shit, that's because subconsciously I was still under the impression that I wasn't good enough at this and that I had to follow this person's advice. Whatever it is, you know, these are I try to throw out these hypotheticals that I'm sure people out there going like, wait, did I miss something well, else? I could actually bring that about? home easily. Let's say you made a robot for war. You made a war robot. Now, every time you go out to war, you can't just start tweaking the machine while you're in the battlefield, but the machine can influence the battlefield immediately. And every time you go back to base, you go tweak a couple of things so you could do better next time you're at the battlefield. Every time the machine is on the battlefield, the machine does everything in the moment the way the machine was programmed to do in the moment. But every, but you can't tweak the machine. The machine is what it is until you take it back to the base and tweak it a little more for whatever purpose you need to it to perform better. And that's the subconscious. You're just it's doing everything in this three-dimensional world as it was programmed to do. But you have to go fuck with its software privately and slowly and not mess something up in the process. And you can't you can't really work on it in the field without risking 
destroying it, right? Yes. Like if you're in the in the moment, you you can't really you can't stop and fix this thing or ch- or change its trajectory or uh, purpose, or try without. to change a lot in a little bit of time. If you try to force a yeah. bunch of work, you get exhausted and you can fuck the machine up. Yep. Oh my god, you have to you have to manage. You have to manage a cooling system for how many processes are running because of how much machine power is going to be used. And you have yep. to manage the power supply, which is the most power powering your machine is the most um, probably basic survival, right? Like food for us as, as creatures is one of our mainstays. Like if all else fails, we're in the zombie apocalypse. No one cares about social security numbers or credit scores or wealth. You're just try- trying to make sure you can eat. <laughs> and then I guess shelter is next. So food and shelter might be considered the same level, but I don't know. Food, I think, is the one we yeah, can Yeah, I think food and water take like priority. Yeah. Because Although, at the end of the day, you can die. just you crawl into a hole and sleep. What was that? Like, you could always just crawl into a hole and sleep, you know, if it's, like, a danger outside. And if it's, like, okay, we can freeze to death. Fucking igloos have worked. True, true. You could also cut some animals open and use them as blankets, like in Empire Strikes Back. Yes. (laughs) Oh, my God, dude. I'm totally going to get hate. I put a fucking... We were talking about... I was talking about how much I hate fucking Star Wars and one of the fucking animals. Oh, no. Yeah. It's going to be totally disastrous but it's all right because i don't give a fuck but man so what what was it that you uh garnered all this hate from saying oh well i haven't garnered the hate yet it just went up it's um well i was just saying that all the movies are garbage and they don't consider the size of a galaxy yet they say they've conquered an entire galaxy yet a ship moving at regular thruster speed can access the same location that you reached at warp which means you're probably just talking about like one star system oh wow and what if there's like a whole other star system where the force doesn't even matter because exactly. there's something stronger <laughs> man there's like a vader who's like who vader would be afraid of it doesn't it doesn't make sense their technology doesn't make sense like they haven't george luke i'll be fair dude they happened in the 70s we were like a lot less informed back then on space <laughs> and shit but the fact that they kept rolling with that yeah, well, Trek. you know, I mean, I think Star Trek too. Everything was oh based on the God. ocean. I think you you're know? totally like, right. Based on- Christina just brought up the Star Trek is about as old as Star Wars, and somehow they got it right. Oh my God, you just destroyed this. I think it was the '70s as well. Yeah, oh yeah, or it was the late '60s even. Oh my God, what is wrong with Joe Lucas? Just he just wanted to talk about space without knowing, right? Well, you know, I think one of them was also trying to be a little bit more esoteric and and trying to be more of like a social commentary. Oh, my God, dude. This was in 66 and the original Star Wars happened in 72, right? 77, I thought. Start. Wait, what? No freaking way. All right. Let's go to IMDb. You put Star Star. Star. (laughs) Hold on. We're about to look this up right now. Google machine. Word. Star Wars, please don't tell me that George Lucas failed this hard, bro. Oh my god, 77, you got it. So this is an entire 11 years later. It's like this man never saw Star Trek or something? Well, he saw he saw it in a different... He saw it more of like a Muppety kind of Jim Henson-y way. You know what I mean? But Jim Henson for grown-ups, you know? I think oh, there was... Oh, uh, God. The idea of like so many puppets and so much like... So much mysticism and so much... Uh, 
Lord of the Ringsiness to it. Yes, too, dude. And you know? come on, it's not an opera. I don't give a fuck what anybody's talking about, dude. Like they don't. Sp- it's a space. No, it's not a space opera. It's like a fantasy. Yeah, they say it's a western too. I think even Lucas says it's a western, and that like you know the most overt example of that is Han Solo is like a gunslinger, you know. But so are the the Jedi to a degree, and they're except instead of guns, they have these laser swords, which it's like that's a cool idea. But how would we? How would you manipulate light to be a... To stop. A, to stop. That's a, just all that matters. A, 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 like a four-foot rod. How do you do that? What's using your now, crystal? Now, I, let me get this. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've considered how to make a real lightsaber because he clearly didn't. I've already given this real legit thought. <laughs> First, I love you I do love need it. a crystal inside the chamber from where the light is, from where the laser is being flashed. Is this a huge spoiler for what it, for the episode you just posted about this, or is this? Oh no, this has nothing on. to. I didn't touch on any of this bullshit. I just Sweet. quickly awesome. ranted awesome. about how horribly fucking irrational it was. But I just wanted to make sure we weren't retreading old ground. I'm I'm good now. Okay, so you have the handle of the of the uh, of the lightsaber or whatever. It's not even a saber to be freaking honest. It's just a it's a stick. It's a it's a light stick. <laughs> but whatever, we'll call it a lightsaber for continuity's sake. So we the have lightsaber just has a nice ring to it, but yeah, it's a it light sword. It's not even a sword, bro. It's not a sword. There's no sword part to it. It's, it's a club? Yeah, club. there you go. Oh, you hit it. You it's a it's a perfect. It's a light club. So the light club, right? We have the light club. The handle of the light club, let's say it's about a foot long. About six inches into there, however the hell the other part is containing whatever tool is pushing out the laser that's this strong, whatever. So you have a crystal immediately after that, and then you have the other five inches of the light club before the light comes out. In the very front before the light comes out, you have a piece of glass. This piece of glass has a rod, which is either steel, something that's really hard to break, and the rod itself has a contain like a a a mirror at the other end whatever the length let's say you want four feet distance so four feet away from the rod you have a mirror the exact diameter of the circle that the light is shooting up from the laser that you are reflecting through mirrors inside the handle shoot through the mirror through the glass through the crystal through the prism yeah yeah okay. shoot out in a straight light because that's why you have it so far in so that all the mirrors reflecting shoot it in a straight beam outwards you stop it the rod is four feet out there's a mirror the exact size and you're stopping it at that other end now you can never stab somebody straight in with this because that glass is stopping it but presumably if somehow you had the power to generate this crazy strength that immediately anything you touch with the side of the club will just vaporize then somehow yeah yeah i was gonna say the uh what about the glass heating up enough that you because in the one movie they didn't they do stab it into the wall to try to like cut through the locks on those giant doors in episode one phantom menace oh god <laughs> sorry <laughs> <laughs> But I was going to say, though, if somehow the the mirror, I like the idea that, like, a four-foot rod is what extends when you see the lightsaber, you know, shooting out. And uh, and that at the end of that four-foot rod is this mirror that contains the light in this, like, it's almost like you're you're swinging a friggin' uh, fluorescent light bulb, you know what I mean? From yes. One, from a fluorescent light fixture in a warehouse or something? Yeah, something like that. 
And so the glass kind of holds it back. Now, if you can power it enough, right, and you have the steel rod that holds it with its own set of glass that allows the light to travel over the surface without melting the steel itself, because right. it has to be crazy strong. You need a protective glass that sort of diverts the light from the, the, the steel that's holding the rod, and it vaporizes whatever you touch at any given moment. If you can sort of generate that, you'd never be able to stab anybody. I don't know how you generate the energy inside the tool. I get I'd right, what's all, your power supply? Yes. The rest of this concept makes perfect sense. I don't know how in the previous six inches you have what what goes I don't know what goes in that part that's creating the energy source that's shooting through the rest of the tool. I know how to make the rest of the lightsaber. <laughs> hey but, man, we should do this shit for real. Bro, it would be complicated. Man, like- uh, like making, we should also make proton packs from Ghostbusters. That's something else everybody always wanted. But what right? the fuck is that even? I don't know. It was somehow similar. It has to have a similar theory behind it though, because it was like these like beams of, I guess, protons. <laughs> you know, like pro, like like positively charged. But energy. look, based that on would, what we're would... seeing when they shoot out, like that would the, that stream of energy. The fact that you could even see protons in that density means they're basically shooting the sun they would destroy the fucking planet just one of those packs it was well it's it's basically a nuclear reactor but somehow it was using the protons and the energy as if it were a rope because it lassos around ghosts and shit so it's similar to a lightsaber because it's it's at least controlling something that has a wavelength in a tangible malleable shape one of them is more rigid and firm though and and acts in the same way as a sword the other acts like a lasso or a rope okay okay fair enough because as you explained that already but the, the problem would be shooting out the rope in the first place let's say you right. have the pack that could generate nuclear energy or whatever the fuck the case might be and you have a gun well you'd it would let's go back to the club you'd probably that would probably be more efficient if you had the the pack the proton pack connected to a a a hose and the hose connects to some sort of baton or something that you're holding right because the gun seems inefficient because how are you going to extract the rope but let's say you have this sort of whip thing that you can attach a rope made out of some flexible sort of uh uh nano carbon looking thing Ah, nice all right you know something like that combined with some sort of glass ability to hold the energy reflected through this sort of flexible type of thing what if it was more like a um a a uh like a micro you know those like high tension steel cables that they use on the that are on like the sort of um, jeeps that have a pulley on the front of them or that have those uh um cranks to be able to kind of like pull it over rough terrain or whatever but it would be like a fiber that was like very fine like almost like fishing wire and instead of just um metal fibers it would be filled with these little crystals and it would be almost like a chain of those little lightsabers. Yes, because the the real problem we'd have is the fact that whatever the proton uh, nuclear fusion containment field that's going on has to be happening within the wire. It cannot be outside the wire because anything that wire touches will destroy and it will destroy it like a, catastrophically speaking. We would need to somehow be able to contain the 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 lasso what the if, wire whatever everything needs to be inside of that and we can 
hypothetically speaking, if we can wrap that around plasma, pure plasma, then the I guess it wouldn't hurt a person. It would only affect whatever plasma being or fucking whatever the fuck, you know? It would somehow have to involve fiber optic. You know what I mean? Fiber optic cable. Yeah. Instead of because you can have of, uh, uh, you can have pretty flexible flight fi- fiber optic, and that you could turn into a lasso for sure. But then, how do you retract it? It would mainly be uh, more of a. It would just be a rope. You'd just have a plasma rope for the most part, or not a plasma. You'd have a proton rope. But then the problem is, plasma is a more pure form of energy than proton, isn't it? I guess no. Proton well, would be a lot more pure than plasma. Is- is plasma is proton made of plasma or is it the other way around oh fuck we're about to <laughs> we're about to find this out we're gonna make a fucking proton back man they call it a proton pack and it's a nuclear reactor so it's using protons to create the whatever the beam is the plasma beam that it shoots <clears throat> plasma so. cannons versus proton gun no plasma proton towards that. Oh, which makes which proton accelerator in plasma. So the proton accelerator creates plasma. Okay, so the plasma is created of protons. Fair enough, because if we use our star as an example, we would say that that's a giant ball of plasma, but it's using protons right. to make that plasma. And nuclear fusion is happening yes. in order to put out the, the protons that it's putting out. Oh, perfect. This should just let us straight to the star. Yep, it is. So we use <laughs> the protons, and that creates nuclear fusion, which then spits out plasma. So we would need to be able to contain... Fair enough. So I guess we could contain the plasma of a... Wow, they really... The Ghostbusters thought it more than fucking George <laughs> Lucas did. Meanwhile, it was probably just somebody in the special effects department going, well, we can make it look like a rope. Yeah, fine, rope, rope. It'll wrap it around the ghosts, and that's how they get them. They're the Ghostbusters. All right, good. Here we go. Cowboys, let's do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like here we are years later going, it was because of this. That's why they did that. Nothing's a mistake. Everything is on purpose. I mean, damn, dude. Some of that thing is are, are, are completely lucky. Look at um what uh, Gene Roddenberry did when he was just talking about little walkie-talkies that can communicate. While you're on Earth, I can be in the ship and Prook, I can communicate with you. That is so weird. Yeah. Now we all have it. We totally have tricorders with us all the time. Yep, 100%. Dude, everything in Star Trek comes true. Like, no question about it. Everything in Star Trek. That's why I'm like, yeah, by the year 2300, we're, get, we're, we're totally going to have fucking... We're going to warp across everything. That's going to be yeah, just everyday it'll, it'll shit. It'll be after we destroy a lot of the world with a huge nuclear war or something. Yeah, like, because there's... here's the problem. In order for us to be able to explore space to that degree, we have to agree to be one thing first. And we're not right. even there yet. Because once we're out and, there, who governs what? Me, and that's the whole thing. Meanwhile, it's it's like this whole uh, conspiracy theorist wet dream for us to even be talking about the idea of a one world government. Because that is seen as like a huge threat to democracy and the idea of liberties and that it'll be a lot closer to a fascist kind of thing, especially the way the world seems to be going now where corporations are so um, influential and in charge and shit. It's very it's a lot like TV shows and shit from the 80s. Very Max Headroom. You know what I mean? But like, look, to like, be fair, that maybe that is kind of what we need. What what let's look at Star Trek as a perfect example. What's ruling that system? The Federation kind uh, of well, runs the, the planet for the most of, part. Uh, yeah, it's like but where Earth is sort of like one government Earth now, you know, what I mean, one yeah. world government. It's exactly there's one government and that government still under this weird corporation. 
And it's a military well, corporation at that. I, well, I mean, the Federation is sort of like outside of Earth, but Earth does seem to have a sort of hierarchy where like, I don't know. It, we, they, do they, is there, I'm sure, again, some Star Trek nerds out there who are probably hearing this and nerd is used as, a, as a term of endearment, not a term of judgment. <laughs> um, uh, was there ever any canonic um, information or content that describes Earth's political system at the time that uh, Star Trek is taking place? Um, wow, that's interesting. Because I do believe that they are completely under one government and that it, because even different regions of the planet, if we look at how they explain, uh, John Luke Picard, for example, he was just a French British person because everything is so one place. But he knew the history of the Picards who fought at Trafalgar and, and during all the different world wars and, and wars that our society had. Yes. Pre- the age of you know interstellar travel which i guess they discuss in first contact is the is the movie where they may be kind of no i think there's a uh, a show about that it was the bad one which was when they first uh, achieved warp and they were sort of exploring the galaxy for the first time well that was in the first contact movie that's what happens oh Isn't really that, like it's it's supposed to be first contact doesn't it's weird because in that movie, the Borg are attacking like there's a um, somehow time travels involved in, and there's a future where the Borg have made it to Earth and taken over everything. And um, we go back in time. We <laughs> our heroes go back in time to the time where this um, person that they all, you know, learned about in elementary school growing up in the in that future, who was the first scientist to actually discover warp drive and when they were experimenting they got the attention of i believe some vulcans yes who then came to earth for the first time and sort of said oh hey so you guys know how to do this shit guess we should talk now yeah it's like that's the first level of the, that's and he the actually the, they were told you're not even ready for it they were told like you know yeah. hold back give it some time we'll let you know when you're finally ready to go out because there are things out there you don't even understand yet yeah you guys still fun and, and i think that's what pushes us as a society to say we really got to put all this other bullshit aside if that's the case because it sort of undoes a lot of the religious uh preconceived notions some of our more you know dedicated followers more pious followers all are willing to go to war over constantly when you hear that like oh yeah well whatever there's a planet full of giant monsters guys it's like it's not hell it's over there it's a planet you're like oh fuck all these stories that we've been living our lives according to just might have been uh misinterpreting what was going on <laughs> you know and and once i think people religion i think is the biggest thing that keeps us separated like i believe countries could eventually be convinced that you know just for the fact of resources and keeping everybody alive um i would hope it wouldn't take a zombie apocalypse yeah or an you know what is gonna yeah. do that though ironically it is gonna be a uh, uh, space travel when that becomes so cheap that anybody can do it and anybody who has the doubt and the question in their mind can just go up and see holy shit there's more it's not just a blanket above us when anybody can do that for extremely cheap and just below their oh i guess the biblical text about my flat earth and all this bs is doesn't even exist it was all yeah. made up once that is happening we will easily easily be able to unite because religion just kind of dissolves into the background science is the key right. to that but before we access that here is a fun fact 
I think we're sooner to become the Borg and then access. Yeah, which sucks. <laughs> I mean, at least the rate we're going with technology here, but yep, it's like it's almost like it, we we would maybe need that. Like if that's sort of, you know, like when they say there's a million different routes. Yeah, some of them are some of them are darker than others. That would be the dark route because it's like when you think about who gets to go out there and represent us as a species. If like let's say you're out there and you run into another intelligent species, the first question probably isn't going to be what country are you from on your planet. They're going to be like what planet are you from? Yep. You know, and the idea that we would separate it into like oh well I'm from Argentina, so I have to tell you that Jesus is Lord or whatever you're going to say. I don't know what what your your uh, you know innate cultural uh, references are going to be, but for another species to be like. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you're, you know, there's like four of you right here. You all have different looking faces and different toned skin, but you all basically breathe oxygen, have the same kind of blood and same kind of DNA, except each of you have unique codes, but it's the same shit. You know what I mean? Like, they would look at it in, in that way, and there's no way they would be able to, I think, if they heard that or they, or they began to understand that we have that level of separation and we use it to kill each other <laughs> or justify killing each other in these really complex and organized yeah it wouldn't even make ways. sense to them what we're doing it would right. be like, what, like, the be like what the fuck, fuck is the motivation is with you? yeah like what the fuck is it fair enough there's two scenarios happening here at the same time well three if we look at scenario number one we're going to become the Borg. You know, Elon Musk is working on a chip we're going to put in our fucking heads eventually, and then we're going to fucking become one with our phones, and then eventually that's going to be a burden because our phone's dying, and then we're going to become one with the phone and just fucking put the phone in our heads oh, too. Fuck it. It'll run off our bioenergy like the Matrix did. Yeah, weird shit like that. So that's happening. We become the Borg. We venture out, and we find fucking nothing. Or we find everything and destroy it because we're the Borg. We're like, we're the best or whatever the fuck. Option. Assimilate. Yes, everything. Because we're already assimilate. doing that. We want everybody to be the same. That's something about human nature. Okay. Yeah, or, or we want it to become us. We want to have dominion over whatever the new thing is. Yes. Which, realistically, unless we're the first... Again, it's totally possible that we be the first to acquire space travel. It could totally be fucking bullshit as well. And we're the fucking last to it. Who knows? We could be in the middle. But yeah. option B, aliens maybe pass by all the fucking time. And in seeing how we behave, they don't fucking think there's intelligent life. They're just like, oh, those are some primitive monkey creatures. And yeah, we're over no, here like, do. oh, our fucking phones are so dope and we got rocket ships. And they're like, what the fuck? Who, rocket ship? I haven't heard of that in like 10,000 years. Yeah, right. <laughs> they use something that pollutes their planet to get off their planet. That's insane. Why don't they use anti-gravity? Yeah. How have they not figured that out yet? Why have they not figured out universal physics? What the hell? Oh, my God. Bro, you have you ever heard about like the, the, the theories behind that shit that we're so fucking wrong? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that we that we don't understand physics at all. Yeah, yeah that that's, we've that's got some... the most basic, primitive lack of understanding of how it works. And if we were to even exit our belt, we would realize that what we're seeing is no more than an illusion because of how space is bending immediately outside of our star. And that's why I love the idea that that first contact movie is like, yeah, so we saw that you guys figured something out. You're still not ready, but since you got this far, you could get further. And 
I feel like that's where we feel like we are. We feel like we're at that. You could get this far, so you probably could get further. But the further we need to get to is so fucking far. Yeah. It's kind of like mind bogging. It, it's almost like suicide inducing insane. Like this is what the, this is the monster from Bird Box. The realization of what we need to find utopia. When you see what would be required, we're just like, nope, kill myself. Whatever yep. creative way I can <laughs> kill myself, I'm going to kill myself right now. Well, then that brings up option c which does kind of go off of these universal physics laws we base everything on everything we know and everything we've seen but we don't think beyond that who the fuck says that we would even be able to identify the things that are around us that would have life if we're using our concepts that don't even fucking kind of work on everything like isn't fire alive based on some of our definitions but we don't call fire alive Aren't parasites oh. alive and we don't fucking call them alive? Like, how do we know that clouds aren't hyper-intelligent beings? <laughs> and then what about those crazy-looking monster things that are so uh, microscopic that they actually are like, they would never be visible to the human eye, but they seem they're so small that they're basically just floating around in the ether of, of existence, but they have like eight legs and they look oh like fucking God. monsters. Oh my God, yes, the fucking, you're talking about water bears or whatever the crap they're called? Yeah, yeah, I don't know what their scientific, terror terror some you know what i watched ant-man and the wasp yesterday on netflix and and what's her name says don't uh stop and hang out with those things because they'll they'll swarm you eventually yeah but she used the word that i remember reading in articles and shit just because it's like one of those things like these things are real they exist and technically they're alive and it's like yeah and that kind of circles back to an octopus isn't that the perfect example of some crazy fucking shit that made it and we're like oh it was born here like bro why would a bipedal creature exist anywhere but here that's an entirely <laughs> based on the circumstances that led us to evolve in the ways we did an octopus but could have just been some shit that landed but with these things if they exist at such at a level that's so small that it's almost like why would something like this even exist there and what is there is there like the thing is the there like like what they show us in these marvel movies is it the quantum realm like what the fuck is it you know what is that level of microscopic existence where these things are just sort of paddling their way through the fucking nothingness around them, you know, yep. just floating around. Well, here's the thing. If we go far enough, right, physics breaks down. We know that already and we still think, oh, no, but the, we, we got physics down to it. How the fuck can we make that claim if we can break physics down so fucking far that it stops making sense like we already know that happens why are we claiming we understand physics there is some whole other shit we already know that string theory is probably fucking right and there's a shit ton of dimensions that should be enough to be like yeah we don't fucking know anything <laughs> and that the idea that we even feel like we should is probably a little egotistical mm -hmm. you know like uh if we can't even decide uh, as a species, even now, you know, tonight I had meat, I had I had a full uh, omnivorous palate of food for dinner. And there's this whole, you know, new awareness of people with um, veganism and vegetarianism. And, and part of one, one of the big motivators you hear people saying when they decide to change in that way is like, oh, I, I, you know, I've been seeing all these PETA videos and how they kill the animals in the warehouses and stuff. And I just feel like I can't do it. It's too it's too barbaric. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. Watch one of those videos and you're like, oh, my God, that's fucking horrible. I would hate for my life to end in that in, in a way even remotely similar to that. But I still love the taste of steak and I still love bacon and I still eat both. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like one of these weird things where. 
I don't know, like how much are, are we supposed to waste time uh, thinking about this? Because at the same time that you can discuss all these ethics, the meat does magically turn into protein. Our bodies rebuild off it. Yep. It seems to be like it's part of whatever this big system is that we're designed to exist within. Should we be worrying about this? And if we are, are we wasting the potential that we would have that should be more aimed at understanding what we're talking about, like the space between dimensions and why there are trilobites? Is that what those things well, are called? Well, trilobites. Something I think like it that. is. Yeah, I think you're close to it. Something weird Damn, like dude, that. you kept picking Something. that until you got it, I think. <laughs> but look, That's also before fucking- we move forward, let me address what you just mentioned, which is <laughs> that people are going to veganism and they're going to uh, people eating organic, people eating vegan, people becoming vegetarians. And let me say that anybody who is going to any of those things for either the environment or for the safety of animals is a fucking dumbass who didn't research fucking anything. Because if you're a <laughs> vegan... You are responsible for the majority of animal deaths. And if you're organic, you're responsible for the majority of the planet's destruction. The only real way to go would be to go towards factory vegetables. Because it's compressed and mass-produced in small, confined places that don't destroy the environment. And don't have to kill animals to do it. But in order for you to have vegan food... A shit ton of animals must die so that that food remains vegan. And in order for you to have organic food, a bunch of nature must die for you to have something not in a factory. The only real direction to go with food, if you're worried about animals and the environment, is to get factory vegetables. That's the only fucking way. Every other asshole is an uninformed dumbass who's done no research and is eating whatever propaganda some other asshole fed them. I love it. And, you know, then where do we go with the idea of, well, aren't vegetables living things, too? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Because then we're like, what's the difference between farming a fucking cow and farming broccoli if they're both alive? I mean, at this point, too, like, I I still feel bad when uh, I get a burger and I I, am an Italian guy who doesn't like raw tomato. Like, I can't eat slices of tomato on sandwiches or burgers. I love tomato sauce on pasta. I love ketchup on everything. But I I can even eat sun-dried tomatoes, but I can't eat raw tomato. Um, And sometimes I'll extrapolate. I'll waste time extrapolating these thought and I go And I go, all right, well, I have these two slices that could have gone to good use on someone else's burger because they would have eaten them and they wouldn't just be getting thrown out and have died in vain in the same with whatever i don't finish on my plate if i don't eat this whole burger part of whatever cow died to give us this beef to make this burger is being disrespected in a lot of ways <laughs> you know what i mean it's sort of like there's if you're going to take this logic in that as the way you're going to run with things you have to start looking at a lot of different ethical situations yeah because you have to everything needs to fall down to a purpose and it's like and who are we? Who are who's going to be judging this in the end game? You know what I mean? Like, is it? And that is where I guess it comes back to like, is it religious? You know, should we like? Is is there a an old man in the sky who's going to tell us? Because if the- there's not, all of this fucking chasing our tails is pointless bullshit. If there isn't some sort of fucking gate that we need to expect to try to, you know, fucking meet the checklist marks and get fucking through because there's some douchebag just waiting there with a clipboard like, oh, you fucking did this thing, did that thing. Well, time to press the red button. You're going down. If that's not the case, all of this is pointless. 
We're just, we're really just chasing our tails the entire time because what is the ultimate? Oh, but life. We're going to die anyways. That cow's going to die anyways. That broccoli's going to die anyways. The fucking, the forest is going to die. The farms are going to die anyways. So what, what, what are we doing here? But at the same time, how does it make sense to be, um, you know, using some kind of, uh, system of tests and challenges without providing a clear set of rules that is universally accepted as truth you have all these different various people trying to claim that their set of rules is the set of rules and that their set of uh doctrines is the set of doctrines and that's the whole point um and that's where you again come back to the idea of maybe a one world government would have to then somehow also come down to a one world religion. And maybe that would be a little bit of a better idea if that one world religion at least encompassed all the good principles of all the religions of like, you know, do unto others as you would do unto yourself. In fact, just leave everybody else the fuck alone and Here live your life. How is about that? the interesting part about this? All the religions say all the same shits in different words and the different words part is the only shit any of us are focusing on. Not only that, most people do not read the doctrines and scriptures of their own religion. They have some asshole who allegedly did read them tell them what it says. So they're not even making their own interpretations for what's happening, rather. They're letting somebody else tell them. They're getting somebody else's interpretation of a thing they've never read that they allegedly think is completely true. But most Bibles... The, the Quran, uh, every, every, everything, 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 everything is talking about the same thing, you know, treat other people equally, uh, show compassion, you know, no adultery, uh, they all have like a sacred fucking day or whatever, and it's all the same things going back and forth through all the religions, but people don't acknowledge other religions. The easiest way, other than science taking us there in that kind of defeating religion, if we were to keep religion in a united government... It would be as easy as every religion's leader make your exact, no, no interpretation, no interpretation. Take your exact sentences and convert them to every language and put them next to each other. The basic yeah. rules, the basic principles and put them next to each other so that anybody in the United States in English can see every single one of them next to each other and be like, holy crap, they're all talking about the same thing. That never happens, mm -hmm. though. We never do that. You go to uh, the Islamic nations and you put every document from every other religion, including Islam, in Islamic or whatever language. And then you – because they got so many fucking languages. Jesus Christ. But yeah, you do yeah, it yeah. in every fucking <laughs> one of their languages or whatever for every region and you show how everything is identical. Everybody had the – Everybody was crucified. Everybody came back three days later. Everybody has the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Whether you call it the Son and Muhammad or you call it this and that, it's you're talking about the same things. The same set of steps happen. The same rules are applied. The same beliefs are held. Except you will kill each other because you use different words. If you can get rid of that part and show just no interpretation, just show everybody how literally exactly the same all the words are. I think that's an easy way to defeat it, but we have to be willing to see that next to each other and then not make up another excuse because that's pretty much what will happen. Oh, like, no, they're, they're, they, they changed there. So it looks like ours. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, it's, well, that's how do you defeat that kind of skepticism? It's, um, it's the same as the idea of people saying, you know, we have to wait till, uh, all the racist people die off. And it's like, no, because you know, people pass their principles on to their next generation. So you'll always have somebody who, 
the idea of even questioning these things is so counter to their programming that they can't even like they will feel that even the act will be bringing the wrath of whatever God they're afraid of down on them. And they would probably be willing to die to stop it. That's where you have people who are willing to suicide bomb and shit like that. But that's so fucked up because taking somebody else's life doesn't. And again, the Quran doesn't say go fucking take somebody's life. That's somebody being told, look, you go take your life. 72 versions. That's crazy. Now, now I got a question for you. Uh, okay. Which is about Jehovah specifically and the possibility that he might not even be a full-fledged god, but rather like a brother to Zeus or something. Well, yeah, that we have never actually had access to the real entity that is what we would think of as God, that everything we've been dealing with is intermediaries who are perverting shit between them. Yes, 100%. And I have a, a simple argument to put forth on that, which is, I think that... Well, I don't think. The Bible says that one-third of the fucking angels turned on God, and I wanted to know your your take on creatures made by Jehovah himself, which if he's omni-anything and he's all-knowing and all-powerful, they would know. They're pure, too. So why is it that they believed that not only, not only did one-third of them decide he's wrong, if he knows everything, why would they think that? But they're also like, no, let's turn on him. We can take him. What is that about? Yeah, I mean, and well, the idea too, then, if they could take him, does that mean that there are definitely other hymns? You know what I mean? Like it yes. comes down to that whole like, you'll worship no God above me kind of thing. Like, well, yes. wait, there are other gods. I, I thought you were supposed to be the God. What's up? You know, so look, based on what we're seeing, it looks like a lot of the, the the top dogs considered gods or one demigods with some mild power to create some overpowered beings, but not infinite power. And another example I have for that is Lucifer, angel, then becomes yeah. fallen angel, then hides as a snake, and God punishes all the snakes. I can actually explain this after giving it thought. I think God couldn't tell which snake was Lucifer, and in order to not miss getting him, he's just like, fuck it, all of them. Yeah, I can always make new snakes. Yeah, he's like, fuck it, catch all the snakes in one shot, take all their fucking legs. And now, you know what, what does that sound like? Let's just erase this whole program and we'll write it again from scratch. It sounds like some computer shit, developer, devil, devils in the development. It's because it's all fucked up like that, dude. Everything is, is behind some sort of... Like, even the idea of dimensions, man. Everything is just broken up in these weird segments of... If we go to the higher consciousness and... Like, okay, then we're just a bunch of versions of ourselves. The player, the game, the fucking this shit, that shit. But if it's just our... Con- what's the difference between that and our consciousness? I'm this version of me now. One fourth dimensional cross-section. In the fourth dimension, every moment exists. But in the fifth, it's every possibility. And in the... Six is every possible beginning to every ending, so on and so forth. But then it still all has to exist within something else. You know what I mean? Like, where does God live? That's the word that, see, God would be in the seventh dimension. If if we were to assume that the the, the whole, it it all breaks down equal to, to what we think, for whatever reason, we could fucking think of dimensions we've never fucking accessed, but whatever. So let's say, for whatever reason, we're not fucking 100% wrong about some shit we can't even perceive a little. It would be in the seventh dimension. That would be the collective everything about everything. 
as far as we know. But then the question is, if there are higher dimensions, because we assume that there's 11, so there's the the possibility to be anybody at any time, in any place, at any timeline, and then you have to go up one more notch, then that's an entirely different set of universes, where it's the possibility (laughs) to be in any universe that could have spawned any person from any time in that universe from beginning to end but then the ninth dimension would be being any multiverse okay so that's the possibility to be any combination of infinite universes that could spawn an infinite number of people within their infinite timelines individually and they all break up into okay so now we're in the fucking ninth when we go to 10 it has to be whatever ultraverse contains an infinite number of multiverses and we're just assuming that 11 is where it's all one thing because we have no more words for it but eventually we do come up with a word for it and it's like well the megaverse infinity i think is what they use is uh it's it's i remember watching a thing on the science channel with michu kaku is like discussing how like Einstein's theories and all these mathematical equations, eventually you go only so far and then the next thing you can only do is infinity. And he's like, as a physicist, I hate to see this because it means it means nothing. It's a symbol. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's the symbol for shit. We're not supposed to understand our brains. were not designed to be able to understand that. Like if there's that is the one level we're not allowed to think on. It's the ability to see infinity. Well, let me blow your mind and tell you that infinity isn't where it ends because infinity exists within reality. Does that make sense? Uh, I was going to say, you need to go a little deeper okay. on that for me. <laughs> you like All right. Exist with so infinity is something that has no limit. What I like to use for an example of an infinity is the black hole situation, where if, let's say the Big Bang was created by a white hole that popped out of nowhere, spewed out a bunch of energy and matter and crap, and then disappeared. That was the Big Bang. Okay, great. And it has a bunch of black holes within it that we see as galaxies and black holes within galaxies as collapsed stars or whatever. And let's say you could success, you built the machine that allows you to travel safely through black holes. And so you go through one black hole and then you realize, oh, there's a whole universe inside here. But that also, like you enter the black hole and you spit out the end of a white hole. And you're like, oh shit, I see how this works. And now there's an infinite number of black holes here too. And you just pick another one. You hop in and boom, you're in another infinite series of black holes. But then... You, you're like, oh, that one's nice. And you jump into that black hole and you land in a place that doesn't have a single black hole. Okay, so you went through infinities, but you also saw limit. Uh, so because well, it has an opposite, it tells us that it must exist within something that can have an opposite. We're just saying just... infinity is one side of the line and limited is the other side of the line. There's a middle word that we have not come up with that is both of those things. But it's still also infinity. It needs to assume a beginning and an end point in time to be able to measure, like infinity. It, no, it's still. It, well, I, I think it needs. Doesn't it need some sort of definition of what time is to even be able to talk about an infinite version of it or or a never ending? Oh well, we made up the concept of time. That's why that doesn't apply. Uh, like there was no time beforehand we're just (laughs) applying to like the course of how expansion is we can think of for example our universe as infinity and limited at the same time we say when it was a single point it was limited and the course of it expanding is infinite until it stops expanding and then hit a limit again 
So it's both infinite and not infinite. If we can predict where it was going to go, then it would not be infinite. Because we could be like, oh, it's going to stop here. Now it's not infinite. But because we can't do that, that's what we're labeling as infinity. We're just labeling things we can't see the beginning and end to as infinite. And anything that we can see the beginning and end to as limited, but they're exactly the same thing. It's just labels we're giving them. They, all they ex- also still have to exist within whatever yes um, whatever plane, if you want to call it, uh, what we call God exists on. You yes, know what I mean? because God himself created, let's say, everything, but God still exists within reality. Reality created God, God created everything. There is no non-reality, that's not a thing, because re- let's say the, the idea of somethingness, that there's something, there can also be nothing, and those two are opposites. That already tells us that, yeah, there could be a reality filled with somethingness, and there could be a reality filled with nothingness, but in both cases, reality. So what, whatever that is, is so far back, we only have one word for it, and we can't even describe it. Consciousness? Well, consciousness because reality. E, well, e, and but there's still something that needs to spark the consciousness to become online and aware. I guess, yeah. And that happens within reality. That's the, that's the fucked part. By something going on in one of those realms we can't access, though. A hundred percent. If anything, it would be that the, the, well, it's both, in my understanding, it would be both yes and no to that. Because what we think is awareness now and what we think is perception now is only something happening within the third dimension. Because in the fourth dimension, if we assume the fourth dimension is the dimension of time, right? From beginning to end of your life would all be one thing. You're just a worm. That at one side you're when you were born, at the other side is when you die. And you have to be able to think in that state. So whatever you think is now is only possible now. Whatever you think is you then is different. Because right now you're like, oh, when I was a little kid, I was different than I am now. And when when I'm 100 years old, I'm different than I am now. But in the fourth dimension, you don't make that distinction. Those are exactly the same thing. So you have to think in that state. Right now, you only think you're you because you're in the third dimension. Oh, and memory is actually traveling in time between those. Yes. If you were to draw a line when you were born and you were to draw the snake and call it your timeline, you have the line at one point and you start moving that line forward. That line is memory and what you feel is the now. But that snake, that line you drew, that's really you. And you're just seeing in this third dimension wherever that line is. And that and that worm is really just a collection of moments from a particular perspective within a prism yes. of infinite uh, po- uh, points of view. Yes. And that's where the fifth dimension comes in. The fifth <laughs> dimension is every possible ending to that for where you had that line at the beginning. You can let's say there's 100 million different lines branching out of that one point. If any line you drag that that little line through, so you have the, the line that is you and the line that is your perception of you, any line you're moving through is what you think is life. And now you can just easily pick up the freaking one that you think is perception, move it to an entirely different line. And from that perspective, nothing changed because that line has the memory of the past of that line and the memory of the future of that line. And you're just in the now of that line. You could be... Dave in the middle of a podcast 
pick up that line, drop it, and Dave, the philanthropist billionaire, and you're just going to remember what's in the back of that line as your past and what's in the yeah. forward of that line as your possible future. That's it. But or or a possible other reality. Or a possible, well, yeah, you could think of it as a possible other reality, yes, or an alternate timeline, because alternate reality is when we get to the sixth dimension. Now, <laughs> in the fifth dimension, you have that one point that branches out. Every line branching out is a fourth dimensional timeline, and that little line you're moving through one of those fourth dimensional timelines is the third dimensional slit. In the sixth dimension, you say you have two of those l circles that branch out timelines. So one circle of a bunch of timelines is in the fifth dimension. One circle of another set of timelines is in dimension. Those two are contained within the sixth dimension. You have two entirely different realities of Dave. And those two entirely different realities of Dave, so different beginnings, have an infinite number of timelines branching outwards. And that is all the pot now. We reach a weird kind of, okay, so we have all the possible beginnings of Dave, all the possible endings of Dave. And those are all contained within the sixth dimension. So then what does that mean? If we go to the seventh, well, that means that in the seventh dimension, or every sixth dimension is a collection of all the possibilities for one type of being. So in the seventh dimension, or contained within the seventh dimension, is everybody else's equivalent of that. So in the seventh dimension, there's will but every possible version of will from beginning to ending and yeah. christina and every possible christina from beginning to ending and that's why that would be god because it's everybody all the time every possibility every moment every perception of reality that could possibly happen but then it gets weird as we go forward because then we have to stop talking about individuality and assume everybody every place every moment everything is a one equal thing as we move to the eighth, and then we need an infinite number of universes, and then we go to the ninth, infinite number of multiverses. And that's all just our perception. None of that is fucking real. None of that is happening. That's all in our fucking heads. Because we simply <laughs> think that now is us, and then in the fourth, we simply think that then is us, and that we are that snake. And then in the fifth, we think, oh no, we're just this possibility of a bunch of people. And then in the seventh, oh, we're the possibility of individuals. And then in the eighth, we're the possibility of universes with individuals. And then we just keep going up, and then we keep losing that sense of identity. There is nothing that ever sparked the consciousness. We're just a single line moving around. And the illusion of that is happening. Well, then we are all God, right? <laughs> I mean, that's there's, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of not, I guess, theories, beliefs out there that... Uh, that God really is all of us and that we're all individual run throughs of the infinite number of souls and yes. personalities that um, were created by whatever the entity. I mean, we call if you God use the, 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 let's say the most common religion for us in the United States is Catholicism, right? Yeah. They have the, they themselves believe this, but they use different words and then argue about it. Like it makes no fucking sense. What do they say? One, God made us. Let's just say that's the global consciousness that made all the different variations under it. And then we say, oh, but God is also within everybody. Wait, 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 wait. So we are God, but we're also not God. That sounds familiar. Okay, fair enough. So we're God, but we're individuals that aren't God, but we are still part of God united. Oh, yeah, we're all brothers and sisters. We're equal under God. Okay, so we're the same shit. We're 
God, but we're not God. We're the energy of him and we're the, the, the united single force. But then we look at something like Hinduism and what does it say? Oh, there's, there's Brahma, the giant thing on top. And we are but a pond at the bottom. And mm. we're, we're drop. We're the, we're the water drop. Our goal is just to land in the ocean that is everything. So you're telling me that me as the drop and the ocean as the everything, we're both just water. That's what you're saying. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I feel like a drop, but I'm not the drop. I mean, you are the drop. You're not in the ocean. But if I was in the ocean, I'd be the ocean. Yeah, yeah, you'd be the ocean. But I can still remove a water. Yeah, yeah, you can remove a water drop. So what the fuck is the difference between any of those arguments and saying that we are God? But water only exists as a drop after part of it has evaporated out of the ocean, gone up into the atmosphere, condensed into water, and then dropped back down into the ocean. You know what I mean? And so it's like the idea that for the entire time it exists as a drop, it has this individuality to it. But then once it hits the ocean again, it becomes part of the giant collective potential of life and energy and has to wait until it partially evaporates off again. And so does the identity it developed as the time in the time that it was a, a drop and, and what it saw as it fell from the atmosphere back down to the surface. Does that still count somewhere? Is all that information collectively just now part of the ocean or does the personality of your singular drop still exist? And does that get evaporated as a contained identifiable collection of experiences and ideas? And then this whole process can repeat itself or what you know when was the first drop <laughs> you know what i mean and how and how do we have new first drops if it's always yes. a recycling of pre you know what i mean it's well like, here's we figure this out. going back to catholicism that gives us an interesting scope because what do we know we know that okay there's god he exists alone then he creates everything right he creates everything and everybody and all the humans and oh we all got spirits and what's the spirit oh we're just part of the holy spirit and our flesh well, is i don't part know of i don't know about the exists alone thing he says worship no god above me yeah but let's say we stop at the seventh dimension because any other god is there in the seventh dimension but we're part of this seventh we're not in the eighth so in the seventh dimension, he is Jehovah. And within the seventh dimension, obviously, there's Zeus and whatever, but we're branching down from Jehovah. So Jehovah's there, right? We got this pool of Jehovah energy. And so Jehovah energy then creates, because he's, whatever he came from, whatever he came from is the same shit Zeus came from. And they're over here like, where's our father? Yeah. I'm like, dad bailed on me. I don't know where he is. I'm an angry <laughs> teenager. Let me make shit and break it. So... God has this energy and he makes people and we're just part of the Holy Spirit or whatever the fuck the case might be. And so we we live our lives, we develop identities, we squeeze out of a vagina with no information. And then little by little, we gain information and we develop a sense of identity. And then we sin, according to the Bible or whatever the fuck, and we, we do these horrible things and then we die. When we die, we go into heaven. And what happens? Our sins are cleansed the capacity to sin is cleansed. We're pure now. But in order to lose the capacity to sin, in order to lose knowledge of sin, if everything we lived was sin, what happened? We got like a clean slate for the most part. We lost most of everything. We're, we're, we're if wiped. You, if you didn't make certain decisions, though, and, you know, the idea that there's no, again, <laughs> there was no one clear set of rules. It's like, hey, by the way, just in case you had emotional urges that made you say, oh, I don't know, want to murder somebody else. 
if you can't find a way to curb that shit when you show up, that's going to pretty much put you off the checklist to get through here. You know, but like once you do get through, those urges can exist. Anything you did do that was sin-like, anything you did do that could hint towards sinning has to be cleansed. So you're pure again. You're 100% pure. But what does purity mean? You are you can't possibly remember your human life that was packed with sin. So now you're one with the bigger thing again. What is getting to heaven if not just becoming one pure form of energy all over again? And then what happens? Oh, the universe gets after after the great war and everybody goes to heaven. Everybody's going to fucking hell goes to hell and whatever the fuck is going to happen. Then what happens? Oh, he's going to create paradise for us. But wait, if we go back to the beginning of the book... He made paradise the first time, and he put Adam and Eve on it. So wait, we just went in a full circle. We just, okay, so go ahead, put put Jeffrey and Jeffrey B on new paradise. Paradise B with Jeffrey 1 and Jeffrey 2. There you go. Paradise B with Jeffrey 1 Jeffrey 2. They're going to mate, and they're going to have people. And oh, Jeffrey 2 bit the apple. Jeffrey 1 blames Jeffrey 2. So we're going through all the same shit again. Is this a weird cycle? And the Bible itself tells us what? He's going to make fucking paradise. But wait, dude, you said you made paradise. What went wrong? And it's because it's part of that cycle that we get put on. We got we develop identities. Everything fades at the other end of that idea of identity. And then we join the bigger picture again, which is the, the holy energy. And then again, from that place, we break up into a million different things. Uh, another way to think about this is the information collected as we go through the individual perspective of life, if we have no information, no information whatsoever, and we collect an infinite amount of information throughout our lives and compress it and categorize it and file it away and organize it in different ways, somewhere in our 40s, the peak is hit. We can still learn, but now it's slowed down. And what are we doing? We're squeezing out information. The same way that it was just a scrambled mess and then we organized it, now it's all falling apart again and we start losing our minds as we get older and reason starts to fade away and all the pieces start to fall apart again. Even if you manage to hold it together to the last moment when you die, that last moment, those last couple of seconds, everything scrambles away. So I think all of that is the same fucking shit. I think all of that is the same fucking shit and we're just fucking... We're just going through the same... We're going through the motions. There's no death or life or any of that bullshit that's all imaginary bullcrap and labels and shit we're giving to everything well i mean all of this is on such a big level you know what i mean when we're trying to when we're trying to assign meaning or trying to figure out what's going on you know i start to think then you look down to well whatever created us and this world and everything about it did they know we were going to make couches did they know we were going to make leather upholstered diner booths? Did they know we were going to do these things that became so commonplace that they are, um, you know, part of the regular setting for a human dwelling or a human establishment? And it's something that, like, you know, we all, we decided to make chairs and tables, all these things that it's like. Was that part of the grand design? Because if we start to go in these in, and we, we discuss this uh, whole concept of creation and creating this shared hologram that we're all existing in, um, it has to involve everything or nothing in my mind. You know, you can't have uh, something that was able to create reality of nothingness, but then didn't go so far as to say. And then one day the humans will decide to drink the cow's milk uh, 
and someone will look at the fat content of the cow's milk and how it's unhealthy for the human uh, circulatory system. And so they're going to decide to make 1%. And then somebody will make, you know, lactose-free milk. You know, like they would have had to plot through. Well, fair enough. You know what I mean? Like all of these variations of the way their creation would eventually evolve it's or change. It's all or ha- part of the pattern. It's all part of the pattern. If we look at Jehovah, he makes the angels and he makes the humans, and they're both created by God, but why are we different from the angels and why are animals different from us? And then we say each one of these subgroups created something else. So God made the archangels, and let's say the archangels made the other angels, but we made he made humans and then gave humans and mammals and creatures on the earth the ability to reproduce. So we can make life. But not only that, we can make alleged choices, and we can decide to create as well. And all these other things, because we don't have the ability to create fucking mystical creatures, we're still making things that what? They come from the things around us. They they have a an identity for a certain amount of time, and then they compose and then come back to the bigger picture. And then that cycle happens infinitely. We grab things, we mold them into something, they fall apart. So let's say we do drink the cow's milk, but first we squeeze the cow's milk and threw some chocolate in there and spun it. We made a thing. Then we drank the thing, the thing became part of us, but then it leaves us and becomes part of the earth. And then we go and eat something from the earth, and that that becomes part of us, or some other creature does that. So it's an infinite, it has an identity, it joins a bigger picture, then it has an identity, it joins a bigger picture. The couch is the same thing, the couch is just made out of the same set of matter that everything else is made out of. And will eventually decompose. It's made out of the same code that everything else is made out of. And eventually, that code does disappear into the background so that the rest of the game can keep forward and generate the rest of the shit that's going on. It's still all part of the same thing. Uh, think of, um, if we go back to, to Star Trek, think of the hollow. You remember the hollow deck? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the hollow Everybody deck. Everybody loves the hollow deck. I mean, that would be the shit, dude. Let's be real. Who doesn't <laughs> want a fucking hollow deck for their birthday? I want a fucking hollow deck. Dude, I don't even want a fucking hollow deck for my birthday. What I want to do in a hollow deck is simulate what being God would be. Well, I feel like that's sort of a good description for what reality actually probably could be. We could be just one giant holodeck that was set on infinite loop, you know, or repeat or, you know, shuffle. And it has so many. It's almost like the giant Spotify list of possibilities. And it's just on shuffle. And yes, it'll just go. But and that's keep- exactly what's happening. Like the couch is just one part of the holodeck that says you're in a house and you leave the house and that same information that is the holodeck deck had to become the tree outside and it's not that the couch really has an identity but you gave it an identity right now and it became part of the thing it's not that you really grabbed a bunch of dirt and twigs and shit and decided oh i'm gonna call this thing a fucking couch because later that's just gonna fall apart and be a rock in the future it's all the same shit it's almost this it's almost like the uh um the plasma in the screen will be all these different things that it needs to be and change like in the blink of an eye when you're watching a movie. So in one minute, it's a picture of a guy in a hallway. The next minute, it's him looking down the hallway and shooting at other guys. And it's all the same plasma. It's just changing colors, you know, and um, the pixels are being manipulated at the rate that the information on the disc or the file you're playing back is telling it to. And so it's almost the same thing with reality. Whatever our reality is made out of, it's not plasma. It's whatever plasma is in the uh, 
the God dimension. Yes. And it's creating that weird illusion that we think is whatever it is we we're thinking or we think we're thinking. Right. Right. Or, or we think is happening or we think we're seeing or feeling or touching or whatever. Um, all of that. (laughs) Yes. But All all of that must be happening within a thing that is beyond the concept of existing, non-existing, infinite, limited, a God individual, all of that reality. And then, even consciousness must fall, like the idea of perception, the idea of awareness, the idea of all these dimensions, all of that reality. But then the question is, what the fuck reality if reality doesn't have a purpose? Like, we well, can't- there's also the fact that reality would exist in a state of complete non-assigned potential yes. and only become what it needs to be in the moment it needs to be that. You but know, here's the thing. that moment is because you're perceiving it. You know what I mean? Like, here's it's like it doesn't why... need to be a hallway until you need to think of a guy running down a hallway. But here's where it gets so much more complicated. Potential means non-potential could exist. Thus, both of those possibilities have to exist within reality and not be reality itself. And that, so that, so that's what the plasma is in God's TV <laughs> is this, this tangible form of potential reality at rest, not yes. being used. Clay, the un, the unmolded clay of reality. Well, it can't be because God exists within reality. He can't have the thing that is made of reality. He has the potential thing. He has potential. He has his TV is made of potential, but that potential exists within reality with God. Well, and that and that I feel like is only in my mind, that's like the biggest support for that is this, again, going to this line or this concept of, you know, worship no gods above me. It's like, okay, you're you're now putting yourself in perspective or in terms of wherever you are, whatever you are, whatever you're doing to make this, to make us, there are others like you. <laughs> and And if that's the case, are all these other realities the versions they made? Or is this just, we're just your... Where your petri dish in a giant science fair um, in a dimension none of us could even imagine that there yes. aren't even words to describe. And all of these millions of versions of our reality exist in this one God's science fair experiment. Like we're that one computer that they've left on all this time because they're like, this thing you got, you made over here, Jay, Jehovah, whatever, you know, whatever name you picked for yourself, Yahweh, whatever. Uh, this shit's fucking nuts, man. It's just still going, still yep. going. It's crazy. You know, the whatever pattern and programming you wrote is uh, it's sick, man. It's got the most shit that just like ready for, you know, the NPCs, they, they basically all have purpose. It's fucking insane. And we've never seen that before. Never. <laughs> it's like, great job, man. Great job. It's it's crazy isn't it but then it's like okay so we have we have this thing that we know we are all let's say we are the potential energy and we all individuals and whatever the fuck is happening and then we go up and say god and fucking zeus and fucking yahweh or whatever fuck all these motherfuckers hanging out up there and then they're the same just fucking they're the same patriot dish that some other asshole some some concept beyond their understanding that they're questioning whether it's god or not is responsible for and here's where it gets real fucked up because concepts like uh infinity can overlap omniscience and say that maybe god is questioning who's his god but if we were to follow a line and land that is god his god is one of many and he's wondering who made him 
to his degree of God. And we can follow that line over and over and over and over up. So let's say God believes he's in the third dimension, and to him there is a God in the seventh. And then we follow that line up to his seventh, but that guy thinks he's in the third dimension, and for him there is a seventh. And then we follow that same concept over and over. We can go infinitely. But then what is that all inside of? It'll, well, that's the thing. There'll never be a top level that, because no matter how far up you go, whatever you're stopping at has to still, I mean, for our ability to conceive um, any of this <laughs> you know, yes. scope, there has to still be this container or this thing within which all of it exists. And even for that thing to exist as a thing in and of itself, there has to be a thing within that which that exists, you know, and and it still requires somebody like it requires your consciousness perceiving it to give it that label for it to actually have that form, I think. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of the biggest problem of all and of this. That's where that, duality comes in because yeah. there has to be the second thing. No matter <laughs> to what this thing to, yeah. Yeah, there has to be the second thing. No matter what we're talking about, something tells us there has to be, if we look at God, where is he in? Even if he was always there, there must be the second thing. And that's where shit gets iffy. Because, again, the hermetic principles don't fail, bro. They do this weird fucking thing where they just kind of keep going. As above, so below. And we can easily confirm that, that no matter how big we get, how small we get, what dimension we're in, we're just looking at repetition. Fractalization. That is definitely, uh, when it comes to the world of conspiracies and the world of the idea of the one world government and the Illuminati, the as above, so below is also supposed to be sort of like the Satanists, uh, war cry to a degree or at least like a uh, motivating chant like the idea is as above so below we're trying to make the world of our reality like hell or like what they perceive hell to be um interesting that it's both part of that and it's a hermetic principle yes well that's fucking crazy too but at the end of the day we can say satanism relies on the same thing if we look at anton levy's satanism yeah because he says what he thinks that we're gods we are equal to whatever the concept of a god would be we should treat ourselves as such and you shouldn't deny yourself the sins because they're all based on pleasure and you get to live once and you don't even know what happens when you die so why so as above, so below. Treat yourself like God, because there is no difference between you and God. There's equality there. But we can well, that's literally... also the do, do as thou shalt, or whatever, or do as thou wilt. Yeah. Because uh, at the end of the day, what would be the point of living exclusively for others? The same as what would be the point of living exclusively for yourself. There, there should be some sort of... Equ All energy should be potentially equal. In all well, plans. And that's where the idea of religion kind of perverting these concepts comes in where you have people who are living their entire lives for the satisfaction of these religious doctrines that are written by fallible humans that there is no real 100% proof at all that you need to follow. But there are some people who choose to live that way to the point where it's like, and they and they think that's what they're meant that's what we're meant to do, you know. And it's sort of in my mind, I'm like, but the fact that we could even talk about it like this may even prove that that's not true at all, right? Well, the question then becomes, why is it that Neo can question his fucking place within the Matrix? 
Why is that a possibility? Why is that part of the program at all? If there mm. is this overbearing program, why was it programmed that there is a way to fucking break it? Why is that programmed into it? If there is a God, why are we capable of questioning God? Right. True. Jesus. That's the real, you know, why? And that's where couches come from. That's where, you know, oriental rugs come from. That's where architecture comes from. It's sort of like, yeah, if we were created in the image of something greater than us, and it was just like, you know, it basically built our physical bodies and it came up with all the mechanics of how all this works. It didn't say, oh, and they'll build cities. You know what I mean? Like like animals burrow. There are some animals that build their um, living quarters with inside trees or inside plants. Uh, we are going to take sand and mix it together with water and create concrete and we're going to build giant buildings and we're going to we're going to plop like a million people in the same space that um you know maybe five huts <laughs> or or a village would have been we have a, a skyscraper that goes like 48 floors into the sky and uh, so we have tons of people living there you know like the way that we can formulate our reality but from our what i will say is that that's not entirely accurate because we can say there was nothing and then whatever the thing before us was it built its planets and its stars and its galaxies and that's an equivalent to our buildings and our fucking like maybe it was just building shit Maybe it had no purpose. Eventually, fucking light. Maybe it doesn't even know we're here. Maybe there's too many stars, and it's just somewhere out there floating, and it just built a bunch of shit. It's just going around building shit. What if it's um, what the fuck is this? A uh, Star Lord's father, and it's just fucking oh, I'm gonna make ego. a thing. Yeah, I'm gonna just make a fucking thing. I'm God. I'm gonna just make a fucking thing. It's like what stops that from being the case? Where he, we're over here, and our yeah. programming says, okay, he he didn't expect us to make couches, but whatever made him didn't expect them to make stars. <laughs> Or or whatever made him maybe didn't expect him to make humans. Yeah, maybe didn't expect humans. Maybe none of the shit that we... Anything. Maybe none of this. Maybe the concept of making was never meant to happen. He's like, here's potential energy. And that potential yeah. energy was like, well, I'm gonna make shit with it. And this other thing is like, what the fuck did he do that for? It could end up being so basically raw. Again, the program could have just well, been like here's a bunch of code nothing's gonna happen and then fucking shapes happen it's like wait why the fuck and then neo came yeah, out of there like, let's just press let's just press enter and see what this does yeah dude a hundred percent if we're some fucking science experiment i totally believe two things one we're probably in a random generated fucking game and the other is that whatever the fuck made us really realistically it has no fucking clue again if we were to make if we were to smash a fucking atom, two atoms together, a fucking universe happens, and we somehow record 100% of the information that came out of us smashing that, because, you know, it replicates the creation of the universe, or whatever the fuck bullshit we're telling ourselves, like, we're God. So we do that, and maybe it does replicate it exactly, and there's an entire universe from beginning to ending that happens inside that infinitely microscopic point. And it does happen from the Big Bang to the ending of the universe to us. That was a fraction of a second to whatever's in there. It was infinities on top of infinities on top of infinities. If we somehow manage to grasp all that information and not lose a fucking shred, right? And intelligent life happened on one fucking planet. 
in that mess of infinity would we ever fucking know combing through that would we do we have the capacity to be able to even see it in those terms exactly you know what i mean like the uh, it's like the idea that we have to have a term like infinity because we don't know how else to describe that yes and here's this goes back to duality because we can see the beginning and ending of the information right in front of us and we captured a hundred percent of it but we still have to describe that limitation as infinity that's what I mean by grabbing two lines and we're just labeling shit. That's all that's happening. We're just labeling shit. Because at the end of the day, it's limited. We have it. We have 100% of it. It's definitely limited. But it's also infinite at the same fucking time. We captured that moment of infinity. We captured an infinity. But that's just us fucking labeling bullshit. We wouldn't right. find those people in an infinity. Doesn't matter what and kind of thing. What happened? And then what about what about the fact that we come up with these fake versions of a moment of infinity called movies, and we, and we 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 build all these fake histories, and then we have these ways of preserving them and playing them back in higher and higher quality um, that that store more information. You know, like our our ability to to capture a moment of infinity. Um, and our ability to be bored has driven us to mimic God in that way too. I think, or mimic our concept of God. Like to me, it, I think God was much- really like us. God was really just bored as fuck making shit and to make shit more I complicated. Mean, if we're created in in God's image, then the fact that we have an entire industry built on these manufacturing realities, <laughs> you know what I mean, and creating characters with full histories and stuff like that it's, yeah that's a, that actually know, goes it, back to a conversation we had before which was chances are this bullshit is just a video game and there's 800 yep. billion trillion million of them out there and god and satan are just fucking two workers in a fucking company yeah <laughs> competing programmers that's it that's all it is maybe they were both put on the same program and they both have different ideas on how it should be run and they're like you guys are fucking partners and then one dude just happened to know more and the other guy just happened to be more creative. But it's still, you know, there's still something unnerving about the idea that, like, no matter high up, how high up we go, we can never really conceive of where does God live and where did God come from. And at the same time as how vast that sort of level of mystery exists, we have all this technology that can do amazing things and we use it to make stuff to keep us from being bored. The fact that we can even get bored blows my fucking mind. Yeah, <laughs> actually true. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, like think like, about it. How is that even possible? And how did people in the past be less bored? Like with a oh, dude. I mean that you know it's interesting. That's a great place we could segue to this whole thing I'm discovering with this like long distance relationship I'm in. Is like you know our mind can be so um, it can be such a safe haven but it can also be such a a hell and a horrifying place but the idea of like we live in an age where people can be connected where people can you know traverse vast distances with things like facetime and skype (laughs) and um and at least have the ability to interact on a mental level even if they can't be together in the same physical space but like when you think about like a sailor who was going with the ships to try to discover America, right? And had to like leave behind a family. And there wasn't even a way to send letters home or anything because they were the ones going to the edge of the known. 
it's like at that point you just have to say goodbye and know the fact that like the whole time I'm away I'm going to be loving you and you're going to be part of my mind and it's going to kill me the whole time you're away the whole time I'm away you love me too and somehow the distance and the time and the absence is not going to change that you know what I mean it's in some people's minds it can make them stronger in some people's minds they'll fall apart immediately it's just the idea that your mind is going to be how you navigate that time and uh, there was a time where we had to be more reliant on our minds to do shit like that, as opposed to now where you have all this convenience and the assistance of but technology. That, fucked up? that brings up two different things. Well, three different things. First one, it's weird that those people had the capacity to decide, look, you're my husband. You might be gone. You might die over there, but I'll, I'll wait right. the entire fucking time. I will not once even consider another guy. <laughs> even the people over here are going to be like, no, that's John's wife. We can't fuck with John's wife. What if John comes back? Like, John died years ago. But, hey, who knows? They don't fucking know. They're like, John might still come back. That's Well, you would hope that people are like that. I think there are some people who are going to be like, you think John's not going to be fucking the first humans they find over there? Come on. He'll never find out. You know, there's that, too. That's well, that tells part. me that that goes into the second thing that this brought up. You threw all the women overboard. What the fuck are you guys doing? There's a clear <laughs> image happening here. <laughs> All right, maybe sailing in the time of Columbus was a bad example. Yeah, J- John. <laughs> John swapped teams pretty hard on the way to the New World. Well, you never know, though. Like, I guess, like, it's the same as, like, you know, soldiers going to Vietnam and raping women in villages and shit. You know, like, it's like our... No, that's totally fine. I am mode. fully convinced that once they got over there... John was raping all the women. He was desperate. But before John raped all the women, he was on a boat for a really, really, really fucking long time. And, <laughs> and they didn't have any women because they murdered those women. They're like, they're inefficient. Fuck these women. Throw them overboard. Now what? Oh, fuck. We didn't consider sex, bro. <laughs> Wait, this really happened? They threw all the women overboard? I'm pretty sure some shit like that happened, right? They, that's they... fucked up. That's so dumb. How... See, that's the thing. You can't even see that happening without, in the middle of it, someone going, hey, um, I really liked fucking her. You know, like, why are we doing this again? I mean, all right, so they didn't they didn't mop, you know. Here's what happened. Kids. They raped the women at the beginning of the trip, but all oh, yeah. the women kept getting pregnant because of raping the women at the beginning of the trip. <laughs> oh my God. So they kept throwing the fucking women overboard. Holy shit. Wow. Wow. And yeah, and then what happens after you Humans fucking raped all the terrible. women? Hell yeah, we they were monsters. <laughs> but then that just tells you forever. that's probably why our, our biblical texts have such intensity against homosexuality, because it's like, we gotta bury this hard, guys. When we hit land, this never fucking happened. We gotta Ooh. bury this hard. <laughs> Yeah, dude, for real. We have to make this so abhorrent that we put it in the religion. We got to make sure no one fucking does this. But it's like almost, you know, why would you even care what other people do? I don't know. That's I guess that's a, the, the constant with that conversation is like, why do you feel so adamant to make sure other people can't do something you're not doing and what their life, what they do behind closed doors literally doesn't affect you at all so again why do you care you know what i mean 
I don't know. It's fucking weird that we worry about what's happening in somebody else's head, what somebody's actions that don't influence us whatsoever are. Like, why would you not want gay people to get married? Like, where, where's a sound argument if you yourself aren't gay and the, the fact that gay people getting married would literally have zero interaction, influence, or impact on your life? Why would you even feel like you get? To oh well, I can you? definitely argue that one into literal biblical words that say you have to open the eyes of others to uh, God. That's that's entire that little uh, shit right there is what causes that whole shit. Otherwise, people wouldn't give a fuck. Because it's like you have to bring God into other people's lives. You can't let them live in ignorance. And that that's where that comes from. Oh, I'm gonna stop you from doing gay shit because that's. Well, that's but I thought you were also just supposed to pray for them if they didn't want to change their ways from you preaching. Like, I thought you weren't supposed to, like, go kill them. You know what I mean? Or whatever whatever we've been using as our... Well, our that's where the church the lands. People don't read the book. See, I'm more informed on the book than people who actually believe in the religions. Because I read it to, you know, understand what the fuck is going on. Meanwhile, the people stuck in the religions, most of them have never read a single page or they only read the pages that they are taken to in the middle of a sermon so they don't That's know what's happening in the book you're getting all the random scenes out of order and out of context yes the ones that they want you to have whatever they what if story they want and think about how specifically the catholic church works don't they have a set of lessons that they teach across all the churches at the same time we're gonna do these these days we're gonna do those those days so yeah at that pace, how much are you leaving out? If on holidays you have specific pages you got to read, on specific days you got certain pages, how do you get, there's a shit ton of pages in that book. And if you have assigned pages per days and you loop back once the fresh year begins, how much of it are you ignoring? That's a really big book. There are a lot more pages in yeah, that book than there are days. It isn't it supposed to be one of those things that like part of your responsibility is to read it on your own? Like yes. in all of the religions, like you're supposed to read the text in your free time. Like when you're not doing homework, instead of trying to like fuck people, instead of trying to date, instead of trying to have premarital sex, you're supposed to be reading the words and making your entire life according to the words. Yep. And that part never happens. Who? Well, that's the problem. <laughs> There's no personal responsibility there. Yep, and nobody's enforcing it. The Catholic Church doesn't reinforce that. What do they do? They don't tell you to go read the Bible and figure it out. They don't tell you to go learn introspectively what's going on by reading the word of the Lord and interpreting where your sins come from. No, what do they do? Nah, go chant this a couple of times. You're good. You'll be forgiven. Do this <laughs> ten times, do that twelve times. Incantation backwards while doing a dance, and you will be forgiven. Dude, I'm telling you, so dark. Look, dude, is it's never gonna so be? Dark. It's never not gonna be, dude. Look, you go to a place where some wizard in robes pops up. He has a fucking wand, a weird hat. He has a weird book. He tells you, "Look, let's chant this shit while you pretend to drink blood and eat a human." Nothing fucking wrong with this image, guys. Just oh, do it because I said shit. so. That's crazy. That's fucking Catholicism, bro. Nobody sees the <laughs> issues with this shit. I see this and I'm like, come on, guys. Are you well, serious? You drink blood and eat a human. I love it. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're going to eat some flesh. You're going to drink some blood and then you're going to chant some shit. And we're going to be like, 
you're a Christian, not a pagan, bro. It's like, whoa, 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 thank you to God. Dude, and let's go back far enough. You're sacrificing goats to this guy and painting blood of the goat on top of your doorway to be safe. What the fuck? Yeah, How that's a little fucked up. up is this, dude? I'm telling you. Some crazy shit going on. God was bored one day and he's like, yo, kill your son. He's like, I. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I was fucking with you, bro. I was fucking with you. Dude, I can't believe you were about to do that, bro. Come on, what's <laughs> yeah. the matter with you? That's insane, man. That's insane. Dude, I'm telling you, you there's guys... a lot of crazy shit going on. But it's also like, not necessarily like, what's the point? But how can so much of the moment <laughs> and the here and now feel like everything all at once, but then at the same time be so small and insignificant comparatively to the grand picture of what all at once actually means you know what i mean like it's what is what really is the purpose of all of this how could there be existence without a clear purpose behind it you know duality bro you gotta you there's existence without purpose and you make the purpose thus you have purpose they're both there they're both present you feel individual but but you are total both at the same time but i guess then yeah like i guess why have the potential for everything be sitting there if there wasn't some point behind making sure what that potential was spent on gets to a certain goal or achieves a certain thing and why would you leave that to chance that they would figure that out on their own as opposed to giving them some kind of actual un um unmisinterpretable sign no what do you call it it's a double blind test bro we just got Here's some of you get placebos, some of you get the pill, and uh, I'm not going to tell you what happens. I'm going to know. I'm, it's a secret plan. I'm making a study, and you can't understand it. It's beyond your comprehension. But, you know, some of you got plans, allegedly. Some of you don't got plans, allegedly, and uh, I know the answer, but we'll see where this goes, and I got a clipboard. The end. It's a weird, weird experiment, but I guess that could explain. But then the question is... Are the people who don't have a plan the real people and the people who do have a plan the NPCs? And how is it that everybody is actually an NPC, but from their perspective, they're the only one whose plan matters? How do you know that is correct? What if there are some people who know they're NPCs and they're just told to pretend they're not? Oh, shit. (laughs) Oh, shit. Would that be what? Those are the people who should be priests or... Maybe those are people who are priests. Maybe not. Maybe some people just squeeze their way there. Maybe that's also part of it. Because it's also the same thing where you look at, like, you know, the fact that we created the idea of, like, an entertainment industry and that there are people who, if you're lucky enough to be a part of this industry, your lifestyle is a lot more comforting or comfortable and... Um, a little bit more secure because of this whole concept of money that you also created as part of this reality living in this uh, shared uh, simulation. And so, you know, the idea that there are some people who get to have this crazy life where their behavior gets to be influential on society's behavior and that we would sit back and look at it and be like, yep, yeah, some people were just made to be part of that. Some people were not. 
you know, and in actuality, they're all just people who decided to follow different routes and make different decisions. And if they were lucky enough, they got they slid into one of these open slots and maybe they got a caught a break on a TV show and became a huge actor eventually. But like, you know, the idea that we would worship celebrities as if they were sort of divinely ordained to be that, whereas they're just normal people or at least started out with the same potential the rest of us did. Another sort of parallel into the duality of how all of this works. Man, that's kind of fucked up, though, because the the idea of a celebrity that we worship or like, what if that's what it looks like to be given the plan and just pretend to not be an NPC? What if it's like, here's your if you follow the rules well enough for the rest of these people who have to sort of be part of the cage experiment, here's your reward. Yeah. If you're one of the people who, get to, who figure out the system enough, you can do this. You could follow this path and wind up here. And then then eventually you'll have your own Netflix show. But no, man. Dude. Oh, my God. Netflix. Dude. It seems like serial killers and serial rapists are, like, getting the, the reward right now. Well, I think it's a it, it's a show. It's, a, it's an open display of how the dumbing down of the people of the world, of the society at large, has happened. Because... You know, I was a, a small kid, like, let's say this is a sort of direct response to that Ted Bundy thing hitting Netflix and becoming super popular. I was a little kid and I remember watching his final interview on TV like the day before he was executed. And I remember the sort of atmosphere at the time of what it was like. Like, I didn't understand the context until a couple of years later when my mom explained who the guy was. But there is no way that the society then that understood what kind of a, a monster he was would be sitting around going, oh, yeah, it's cool that all these people are hero worshiping him now, you know, that all these women are going, well, I can totally see how he was able to get them because, damn, ladies, he's hot, right? You know, it's like, what the fucking fuck is going on here? But, okay, this is where the real controversial time for the unpopular opinion segment of the show, because I will agree that it's real fucked up. It's real fucked up. But that tells us one very important thing. They're doing the show right because Ted Bundy was attractive. He was cunning. He was seductive. And it's more real to portray him in that fashion than portray a fucking monster because that is incorrect. He was master of manipulation. He was the devil's tongue embodied. And that is the truth. I've seen a lot of posts and a lot of kind of media things responding to, oh, I don't think that is right, that they're sexualizing him and whatever. It's like, no, no, that's not the wrong part. It would be wrong if he was turned into a monster because that defeats the purpose of conveying the story of Ted Bundy. Because he was this sort of real cunning, real handsome, attractive, genius, devil's tongue speaking, seductive guy who behind closed doors would fuck dead bodies and kill people and shit like that yeah yeah like not what you would think when you immediately say the word to yourself monster or serial killer or psychopath he seemed too quote-unquote normal and it was this that brought it to everybody's attention that oh shit anybody could be a monster anybody could be a serial killer like uh, I have been watching the Netflix show and there are a lot of these scenes where they talk about neighborhoods where people used to never lock their doors. All of a sudden, everybody because, he, you know, he escaped custody a couple of times. People were like, yeah, we walk around in groups now and we lock our doors during the day. These are things we used to never do before. And, you know, I grew up where 
every day we always locked our door anyway. So the idea that there was a time people weren't is a little shocking. Yeah, that's fucking weird. And then to hear them talking about it like that, like it was a sign of fear. You're like, oh, shit. It was that serious. You were that scared that he could be anywhere, that anybody could be a serial killer. I mean, woe be to guys who were trying to date at that time. The level of scrutiny is just like, okay, you might as well just forget this. It's not going to happen. But it's like, like you said, it's it's the the true people that were fucking nuts like that. We're, we didn't have social media. We didn't have TV the same way. It was... This guy was under the radar by all definitions. He's not your typical definition of psychopath or monster, like you said. It's like, you don't, you picture Charles Manson and you have a whole other fucking image in your mind as to what fucking monster means. Yeah. You can just like fucking Charles Manson, you see him walking your way, you get the fuck out of there. You see Ted Bundy headed your way, you're more likely to invite him in and have fucking dinner with the guy. Well, especially because he would probably approach you. There was even stuff they were describing that I'm like, oh, that's what Silence of the Lambs was making fun of. You know, like, holy shit. (laughs) It's like this guy definitely was a if he wasn't an alien disguised as a human doing research, he definitely had a I'm detached from humanity way of looking at what he was doing for sure. Well, that's because the difference between somebody like Charles Manson and Ted Bundy is that Ted Bundy is a psychopath charles manson was completely capable of emotion he was a maniac he's legitimately crazy his brain wasn't he was don't get me wrong highly intelligent at the same time that he was out of his fucking mind just like ted bundy who's a psychopath and highly intelligent but ted bundy is disconnected from his emotions entirely there's nothing going on there meanwhile charles manson everything he did was an emotional decision promoted by the fact that he's out of his fucking mind and none of the stories he told himself made fucking sense so there's gonna be race war based on what bro but whatever he was out of his fucking mind those are two very different monsters ted bundy would approach you why because he doesn't feel awkward and he would definitely oh yeah i'm gonna go have dinner with this family i just fucking met why because that's not a thing in his there's no awkward but that's an emotion awkwardness is an emotion sadness that's an emotion i don't give a fuck if you die your life means nothing because that's an emote meaning that's an emotion and this guy is the definition of a psychopath. He had nothing going on. He was completely detached. There was not an inch of it inside of his body. That's a whole other level of fucked up. Yeah. I mean, imagine imagine existing like that before you made your first kill. You know what I mean? Like, it's what... How how long are you floating around realizing that you are operating differently? Like, because I think, like, do they acknowledge that people feel for each other and that they just don't feel that? Or, you know what I mean? Or is it one of those things where they observe it as a behavior? That's that's why I feel like it's always, to me, it's the same thing as, like, a scientist running recon from an alien race. Like, oh, I dropped down on Earth just to see what the humans are like. I tried to be one of them, but I swear to fucking God, the lingo, the, the phones, everything changes so fast. I don't know what's going on. I'm not super fucked. I mean, it's a weird to under to think about things like that 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 we can sort of because dude how do we know how do we know it's not happening to us at this very moment how do you know that it probably is yeah (laughs) because let's be real a lot of psychopaths exist within the world and they blend into it's psychopath doesn't necessarily translate to monster you could be an unemotional person and just make it in business. And that's your life. You're just a great businessman. And you're even better at it because you don't get emotional about business things. You're just great calculated. That's the reality of the matter. That's 95% of all psychopaths. They're just functioning perfectly fine in the rest of the world. They're like everybody else. Just like an emotional person can decide to kill a bunch of people because their brain is fried. It's the same shit. People misunderstand psychopathy and assume 
because it's so easily labeled, most killers aren't even psychopaths. Most killers kill because of passion. That's something that a psychopath doesn't even comprehend. Psychopathy, in the least amount of cases, leads somebody like Ted Bundy. Usually, it just leads to a person who's fully aware of how emotional their surroundings are, and they're like, okay, I can manipulate that and get a bunch of money. That's the real way that shit looks. But most people are fucking Charles Manson when you're a killer. And most psychopaths are just some asshole in a suit because that's the best (laughs) way to be. But how do we know we're not talking to that guy who just goes home and slaughters? We would never fucking know because the more you do it, the more numb to it you are. What if we met this guy on his 15th kill and rape? Oh, man. Well, they do. Isn't there? There's a a statistic that we will walk past like five serial killers in our life depending on what areas of the country you are in and how dense the population is like the statistics are you'll be walking near or walk past five five serial killers in your lifetime and hopefully you're not one of the people it decides to turn and kill that's some fuck okay approximately 1500 murders annually so that means there are no more than 150 victims of serial murder in the u.s any given year so 150 any given year if we assume every serial killer so every serial killer let's say at best two a year with some exceptions higher some lower we would have about 75 serial killers throughout the country fair enough if you live in a dense city and he takes the same path all the time and your path is completely different or vice versa you are completely likely to walk by a serial killer at least once yeah because they still have to do all the human function shit like they still have to buy groceries and they still have to eat they still have to get to where they're going you know so that's probably going to use if you're in a city some form of mass transit And that's where we come up with the very interesting dynamic that for whatever reason, mass murders and gang violence happens in cities while serial killers tend to live far off in places where they have to hunt. Ah. That's weird, right? What's up with that consistency? Because it's more of a sports thing. If you look at the term serial killer, because people confuse that term a lot, a serial killer isn't just somebody who serial kills in routine, that's in any case, that's a mass murder. You're killing people over time. That's a mass murder. A serial killer is a person who has a pattern. A person who kills or, with some or, kind yeah, of specific, has a specific trait. target. Yes, yeah. and that's more like hunting because you're looking for and, the thing, you're looking for the shape, you're looking for the blonde or the brunette or that colored eyes or that body shape or that age range or that gender. You're looking for something specific that you're looking for. First, you got to find it, then you got to stalk it, then you got to hunt it. And there has to be some kind of psychological connection to why you're choosing that target, yes. that that style of victim or whatever. Which is, which is real fucked up because uh, there have been serial killers in the past that have been classified as psychopaths but completely sane at the same time. Which then leaves you with the conclusion that there is no psychological attachment. Those people are killing literally because they like it. There's no malice intended, and it's just like a person who smokes a cigarette and knows it's wrong but still does it. Well, it's the idea that like you ending someone's life and the impact that has doesn't even register. Like 
the the fact that that this person is a unique personality that will now no longer exist in the world and that they were intricately interlaced into the lives of either their friends and family or whatever their peer group was in to whatever degrees with different individuals um by this one act for you that's that's a selfish uh, uh fulfilling of whatever emotional psychological or sexual gratification is happening all of that weight is not even registering for you like to me like when i think of things like even like like somebody who rapes somebody else i'm like yo do you know how far reaching this fucking instant moment for you is going to be for this other person you know it's like holy fucking shit like how could you have that little attachment to compassion but then why Uh, don't we question that if we say they're doing it in the name of religion and they'll do it to hundreds of millions of people at once and not once flinch at the idea that you're ending a series of that same one thing that that serial killer did once or twice you allowed to happen hundreds of thousands of time because god and we don't question well, it. We're not like, well, well, they don't give a fuck about these. Like, they clearly don't give a fuck about these people because their God said so. Well, and that's the whole thing that, like, they're able to overlook. You know, I would I would like to imagine that there are some people who are followers who do have those moments of pause where they're like, on a personal note, uh, this feels wrong. But I also know that my instructions in life to follow my religion, regardless of it's not for me to say whether religion or the word of God is right or wrong. But personally, if I feel like it's right or wrong, that's for me to figure out how to live with or not live with. You know what I mean? And it's kind of I would like to think that more than not of those people that have that moment of pause and say, this is fucked up, would stop, (laughs) you know what I mean? Or would fight back or push back or um, not blindly follow. But it seems that history has enough examples of blindly following that we as a species are kind of scary when it comes to get to that shit. Look, I'm totally convinced that maybe people did question it and stand up to it. Not many, because a lot of people blindly follow, but I'm sure that there was the occasional person that stands up and they're like, hey, this isn't right. But let's go ahead and picture what we think happened to that guy. Like, we know where he ended up. That guy probably got killed with the rest of them. Yeah. It's like, you questioned it? You questioned our God? Well... Well, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, if, if you if you're not in a position of power where you could stand up and, and have your voice be heard and your opinion carry some weight. But yeah, there's there's that level of blind devotion where even somebody powerful, they'd be like, oh, he's been corrupted. <laughs> you know what I mean? The dark one has taken his mind. It's crazy, too, because I just played this video game recently called Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, and, bro. Oh, my oh, God. Shit. Did you beat have that? You, Did you do, have you done everything in that game, dude? I've beaten it. I haven't done all the um, hunting shit. You know what I mean? Like the hunting missions. The hunting grounds? Fucking waste. The hunting grounds. I haven't done all those. Yeah, but, but did you do I, all I, the other all the the side quests story. and shit? Like, I beat all the missions and shit. Like, I've seen the end of the story. I've seen the whole... Um, the concept of this game is phenomenal. I know. No, it's the most original story I have seen in years. Oh, my God. It gave me chills because of the implications. Like, when you see the fact that they're living in, like, the way that it's portrayed at first, how it seems so primitive, and then you realize that it's actually so far into the future that it's the next iteration of humanity after our major cataclysm. 
and the sort of way that they misinterpret what the pieces, the relics of our society are. And like you see how weird religions are, are you know, how, where they kind of start on their own and, and grow and mutate in this like untamed land of primitive thinking. It's like fucking crazy. That game is insane. The, and the way they twisted it with religion it. and the freaking the mother, the mother machine where the girl was oh. born. It's like, Jesus first of all let me point out that i hate that one white bitch the fucking the the one that hates aloy no matter what you know that there's the yeah, three treyarch the mothers Eloy, she's like oh she's a cursed child. yes and then the second out. she walks out of the chamber she's like oh my god i was wrong forgive me bitch if yeah. i'm gonna curse anybody here it's you yeah, I would have instantly been like, execute her. Like, yeah, this is what up. happens to zealots from now on. If word. you blindly follow to this level ever again, I will have you executed. You know what I mean? Like, like take over the role the way they would understand you taking over the role. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the idea, too, that they saw the giant door that was a, a sort of curved oh, a circular opening that would open from the center. They're like, oh, that's the mother's womb. You're like... Holy fuck, I get that. I could see that from a visual standpoint, from their perspective point of view, like their their primitive, uh, non-technological point of view, like that that's how they, it's the mother, the womb of the mountain, like, oh, geez, that's... Dude, it goes you know, so much deeper. Think about when they're talking about monsters, or in this case, the demons and the, the machines, demons. that oh they're like, God. if you have blue light, you're still pure, but the blue light is fading. They're As they become red, they lose that sort of sacred light, and they're just attaching the color blue to holy and red to evil inherently yep, yep. just oh the darker red color the machines are corrupted and they're evil now there's just a yeah. lot of weird interesting ways that it's so what that game did really well is that it's believable how it happened yeah. all of it is oh, yeah. believable like I'm watching, I'm I'm playing this game, going clearly this was designed for adults. There's no way that they would expect kids to one uh, handle the gravity of the type of a situation this game is describing. Because at, like sitting there at like almost forty playing a video game, you're going, you know, this has probably maybe already happened or could happen soon. Um, could be on the verge of happening. The concept of how we destroyed ourselves. Yeah, I think and how we're close. Was, like, I think this, I think the game, yes, I think the game is similar to Stephen Hawking warning us. It's just one of those kind of, it, this, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn is exactly what Shakespeare did, which was write stories to warn people. This game is a giant red flag that's saying, hey, even if the game takes place in the future, the story we're telling you is about the present. Yeah, oh yeah. Like it's a it's a tale of terror. You're like, oh my god! I could see like Elon Musk and somebody else being those two guys in that meeting. Like when you finally find that hologram of the meeting where he kills all the head scientists and they didn't even know that was going to happen. Like he goes, it already started 30 seconds ago. We're all going to die. And uh, you know, you're like, Whoa, could you fucking imagine being a part of it? Like, ah, dude, this is almost like that that fire festival shit where you're like it's like we go to the last meeting and that boss is like oh by the way we're all dead you know what i mean it was like no spoilers did you expect zero project zero dawn to be what it was what or before you officially found out what it was what was in your mind oh of like what it was starting to kind of become apparent what it was going to be that it was definitely not as if 
everybody was going to survive in any way. Um, they definitely did enough where you got the idea the, that we're, we're dealing with a genetic replication type situation or that like a preserved time capsule almost kind of situation. Yes. Um, I do, I do like this sort of credit scene implication of a sequel. Uh, yes. From what I'm hearing, that that's going to be on PS5, which means like, fuck, now I got to buy a new console. I don't even believe that's, that. That's probably a shitty rumor. I think it's going to be a while before PS5, especially since Red Dead just came out. They're going to be milking that for a couple of years. Yeah, true, true. Plus, the PS4 still is so much. Yeah, we're barely power. using all of its power. It would be pointless to already upgrade. We're already shitting on every other system. But and and it's seriously though that game like the what what's left for a potential sequel because I bought the the complete one the one that was like it was 20 bucks on the disc and it had the uh extra missions the there's like that sort of extra area that's up in the right side yeah the the, the, the snow place frozen with the, the something frozen wasteland yeah the, the yeah yeah the frozen wildlands that's what it is frozen wildlands where the banook are and they show you the bear yes. for the first time fuck that bear bro well, and then once once you get the Banuke fucking arrow, bow and arrow, like, holy shit, dude. dude everything that... is overpowered. But you know what? I played that game on Ultra Hard, and it's, um, Al. You you, you go ahead and try to kill something on Ultra Hard. Anything. Good luck. You need those fucking bows and arrows, that. bro. <laughs> not, not doing that. <laughs> it's just... You got to the point. I like, I like, sometimes in games like that, I love when you get to the point where you're overpowered. Because then you're like, all right, motherfuckers. This is revenge for level one. Nah, this dude. is revenge for when like horses used to be able to kill me. You know what I mean? Like I'm the first when you realize that you were fighting watchers and um, striders at first, and then you get to the point where you're fighting fucking T Rexes, and you're like, oh dude, shit, man! Remember? The- I'm gonna tell you right now. When you start the game and you see the robots for the first time and you're sneaking in the bushes around them, right? When you're a little kid, uh-huh. they do a real good job at that point of selling that those things are going to fuck you up. And you're oh like, Oh my God, they're fucking raptors, dude. They're yeah, dude. And you're a little kid. You're like, fuck, what? Dude, I'm going to die if I don't. You, you know, when you're going to save the kid who fell climbing the fucking wall or whatever. Yep, yep, and it's like, yep. you feel in da- You feel legitimately in danger. You're like, whoa, oh, yeah. these robots. And then as you're going through the game, at the very beginning, you you still feel that kind of pressure of, man, anything could kill me at any moment. And then you get to the first sawtooth. And oh. Jesus Christ, that was the hardest thing I ever did. That thinking is, that was a boss. Then, then you get to the point where you're fighting them like they're nothing. Yes. I thought that was a boss. I swear to you, I was 100% convinced I would see one of those here, one of those maybe in the middle, and then one of those maybe at the end. I had no idea how the monsters were distributed in this game. Oh, there were so many of them, too. And it was like, you would just clear out an area, you'd go someplace, and then you'd turn around, and there they are again. Like, they would respawn, and you're like, fucking hell. But... I mean, I got to the point where I think by the time I was finishing the Frozen Wildlands, I can't level up anymore. Like, I have already exceeded the level. Like, I've gotten to the top level, and I've gotten all my shit is pimped out. I still never... There were some weapons I never used. Like, I didn't use those trap-setting things, and I didn't use the oh. the, um, the thing that would tie the uh, animals up. I was just always using the bow and arrow and just Bro, jumping around and fucking fighting. look, dude, my four weapons of choice i don't even know how the fuck you never used any of that dude then again you were playing on an easier mode you're probably what how what setting you had it just normal 
That was not normal playing through, yeah. Jesus, bro. So it's normal, then hard, then ult- then very hard, then ultra hard. Okay, so we you, there's yeah. a range before you get to where I was. Dude, a bow and arrow doesn't do shit when I'm playing. That doesn't oh, do shit, bro. You know how many <laughs> arrows I got? Dude, I went broke just using arrows. Oh, my God. I'm, like, building arrows constantly, yeah. Jesus nah, dude. Christ. I discovered that the reason I made it through the game poor is because arrows use money. I was like, fuck, that explains so much. And that's on top yeah. of the fact that I was using the tripcaster to set wire traps so that they would. That's what it's called, the tripcaster. Yeah, where they go through the wire trap and then they, uh, they trip. Well, there's three different versions. They can either explode into fire, explode and take damage, or get a shock damage and fall. So yeah, yeah. for the tripcaster, all the time I was using the, uh, the electric one so I could get them to fall down and then run up to them and stab them with the, with a spear and then run off and right. hide somewhere. Because I can't use arrows, dude. I'll go broke immediately. And I then know, I got to the point where arrows, I was just like, so like, okay, this is the only way to play this game. <laughs> it's just like, I'm just nah, shoot dude, arrows I still stop. can't use, dude, I've beat the game three times now. I did one f- playthrough to just play the whole game. I did one speed yeah. run to just, I don't even know what to, oh, the speed run was to unlock everything. Because if you beat the whole game on ultra hard in new game plus, you get makeup mm-hmm. and shit. That you can put on the... Oh, nice. Yeah, so I got all of that, and now I'm playing it again, and it doesn't even fucking matter, dude. It doesn't matter. I have the... You know the super jacked up bows the Banuke give you? I have those, dude. You know how many times but I... I gotta... say, in New Game Plus, you start out with those, right? You yeah. You start out with all your shit? Yeah, yeah, you start... It doesn't even matter, dude. It doesn't even matter. Because I also maxed out and can't even get stronger anymore. And it's like, wherever I am is just where I am. Don't get me wrong. The lower level guys, easy to beat. I can't take a bear... I can't take a T-Rex. I can't take a, a Stormbird. Those shits are problems. But wow, that's Stormbirds where... are no fucking joke. Yeah, that I mean. See, if you had a were... trip cast, not a trip caster, if you had the uh, the rope caster, the one that yeah. ties them up, the, the bird would stop being a problem immediately. See, I, I never figured out like because I, you know, like when you pick the thing up for the first time and it has like the training mode. Yeah, it was like I shot it and it would tie around the fucking animal. But then I didn't know was I supposed to shoot the other end of it at a tree or something. No, nah, like, it just, just seem... it just ties up to the floor immediately. Well, that wasn't happening when I was fucking using it. So I was just like, I don't understand how to use this thing. Fuck this. And I was like, I'll just fucking fight these. Things. No, because it would just, oh, if you shoot one, it'll keep moving. You got to shoot several. So the, the way it works is whatever length the, the wire is at is exactly yeah. the, the range of motion the uh, robot's going to have. So if they're really far and you shoot it really far, they're still going to have that same distance you shot them at. So what I would usually do, let's say a Stormbird, for example, right? I would shoot yeah. two wires. One all the way in the left, run all the way to the other side, and shoot another one to catch it. Now it can't fly. It falls to the ground. I run right up to its face and shoot another one. Now that close range one is the total distance it can move. It's still... I, I don't understand where it where it detaches from the rope caster and then... Oh, the moment you shoot it, it wherever you shot it, one end hits the floor, the other one hits the uh, the machine. But that's the whole thing. The, the one end hitting the floor was not seeming to happen when I was using it. So I was kind of like, I don't get how this works. And oh, I don't feel like figuring it because out. Because maybe you weren't using the rope caster. Maybe you were using the trip caster and shooting that at them. No, I got both the trip caster and the rope caster. I figured out how to use the trip caster. No problem. And you never used it? You didn't have like, dude, I love that shit. That saved my life. (laughs) The rope caster? Yeah, I didn't use it. For the, uh, the fucking, the fire claws or whatever the crap, the bear things. Yeah. I would run away, leaving a trail 
of trip cast traps so that it would just keep blowing up one back, da, 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 trying to get to me and just end its life that way because there was no way I was going to kill it with a bow and fucking arrow. Well, I mean, I dude, it was grind. Every time I fought big monsters, it was just a grind. I was just like, oh, my God, like running for cover, shooting like the Stormbird. There was one where I had like a sliver of health. And I have no idea how it was up in the mountains somewhere. It was snowy. And I was like able to like hide in this cave, but still be it like just took forever just shooting it and fucking hitting it in all the uh, vulnerable parts and uh, building arrows and shooting it more. Once you get like the hard tipped arrows and like the uh, different exploding arrows, there was one that was like uh, an arrow that would just uh, blow components off of the creatures as opposed to doing damage to them. I know what you're talking about. The echo arrow thing. Yeah, echo chamber arrow. Yeah, like you need the echo cha- the echo fuck. There's one of the one of the many the things purple you one. Get from, yeah, yeah, one of the many things you would get from shooting uh, big creatures that used See, to be like echo those are my other chamber. weapons. It would be the 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 bow that has the hard tipped arrows and the regular yeah. arrows and the fire arrows. And then yeah. I would have the rope caster. I would have the trip caster, and then I would have the long range bow, which has the arrow you're yeah. talking about. The Banuke long, yeah, 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 and so that that was it. That's my whole set. Fuck the slingshot. Fuck the bomb. I never, ludger I never thing. even bought a slingshot. <laughs> no, I have all the weapons that matter. Like I got the 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 ultra rare version of each one, mm-hmm. and then I for From the collecting the blue. Yeah, for the bear, I had to learn how to use the slingshot. Because it shoots oh, bombs, really? and I would tie the bear up, because again, I can't, arrows don't do shit in my playthrough, bro. Arrows are a fucking waste of money. So I would tie it up with the tripcaster, and while it's tied up, I would just fling a shit ton of bombs its way. And then it would get loose, <laughs> and then I would tie it up again, and then I would just keep spam bombing that motherfucker until all its armor is off. And then once that happens, I start hitting it with ice arrows to freeze it, and then start hitting it with the hard-tipped arrows. Yeah, like, and even, dude, like, especially, too, like, when you would go into those, um, what were they called, the cauldrons, and oh, you would find, yes. like, all right, what's the thing that's going to be under the dome at the, in the, at the heart of this thing that is going to be, like, the hardest version of them I ever fought? You know, like, every every cauldron that would have, like, a sort of main creature in the middle that was, like, the template that it was building. Yes. See, here's an interesting thing about those cauldrons. At the beginning, those were... I guess the first cauldron I went into was the hardest fucking shit I have ever done, I think. Probably in that whole game. No, my bad. Scratch that. That's a lie. It was the second one when I had to fight an alligator and the tiger both at the same time. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that cauldron. But the one I had the most fun with, which then later turned out to be crazy hard, even if it wasn't as hard, is the one that was overtaken by the the fucking bandits. That then, as you're oh, leaving, yeah. has three fucking stealth cats in there. What the fuck are they called? Yeah, the, uh. Those, the strikers. The, yes. Uh, yeah, the stalkers. The, uh, there you go. The stalkers. Yeah, stalkers. That's what it is. Yeah. Those fucking cats. The, the, yeah, the fact that they were invisible at all, you're like, what the fuck is this? And the first time you fight them, you're like, oh my God, that's crazy. You know, but then you start to be able to see them. Yeah, you sort of, your eyesight shiver. sort of trains a little on them. Yeah, it's like the Predator. You see the Predator running around in its invisibility armor. That's what it was like. But see, but I would also feel like once you shoot them enough times, it should be like you either see the arrows sticking out of them or that you would damage its invisibility component and then it can't go invisible anymore. You didn't do that? Oh, I figured it out eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what I would do is I would just throw a rock somewhere, wait until I see its eyes show up, and then hit it 
with the echo arrow and just blow up yeah. its invisibility bullshit. And then just like beat the shit out of it with whatever else. Yes. But what made I did a lot of setting creatures on fire with fire arrows. Yes, I did sure that, that so fucking much. That's the only real time I would use a shit ton of arrows. It was to set them on fire. Because <laughs> that's effective as fuck. Well, like if you if you shoot it and then you see the little icon that's like, oh, one more hit and it'll catch up. Oh, now it caught on fire. Like those alligators like doing like 60 fire damage every couple seconds because they're burning, you know? What the fuck? 60 fire damage, dude. I was doing like fucking 11. Well, it was 65 for hitting it in the right spot. And then it would do like 22, 22, 22. And then it would like not be on fire anymore. No, nah, dude. It on fire. The most I ever did. The most I ever did with damage was 50 damage with three fire arrows stacked together hitting one guy and setting them on fire well, and it was also like the mods too for the weapons like you'd have to get those different like uh, yeah i'm talking about fully jacked up with 40 percent on three different slots i was definitely getting some high numbers man damn dude high numbers Shit, I didn't realize it was such such a vast difference in damage. I thought it was just like fucking because any any creature, I can even die on one hit from the Watchers. They can kill me one shot. Yeah, this is in in uh, Ultra Hard. Yeah, I can die one hit from anything. It's real robot yeah. survival, bro. It's like if I'm really a meat bag and they're really a fucking machine. Yeah, yeah. That's the see, that's the problem with these things too. Is like you know, I'm playing it through on normal, and it's like, oh, I got hit. I'll just take a health, and I'll I'll be fine. Five seconds later, I'm like, yo, if one of these things hit you once, you're dead. Yep. You know what I mean? Like one of these giant monsters like swipes at you with one of these huge fucking claws and tosses you like a hundred yards, and you hit a rock, you're fucking dead. It's over. It's over. There's okay, I got a question. Left. What's the most annoying fucking? Ugh, was the most annoying fucking robot there the the fucking rock chewing piece of shit oh the thing that would swim through the ground oh and, my like, god like, yes fuck that guy yeah i didn't realize and and it wasn't that one was not susceptible to fire so if you're nope. wasting you would shoot it with fire arrows and it'll be just wasting fire arrows dude fuck that robot dude fuck that robot so even though it's like i would just grind it out i would shoot its hands to stop it from digging vulnerability yeah to stop it from digging i would shoot its hands to stop it from digging underground that's it wait did you use the guide at all to to see how to kind of break these things apart well like when you would look at it with your you would hit your focus and it would like show in glowing yellow like these are the different vulnerability areas like yeah you would never go into the menu I never went to the menu to see, like, what thing was what. I just knew, okay, glowing spot, shoot that. Good. Got it. And that would be what I do. <laughs> what? Well, I know what every single fire. part on every one of these motherfuckers does. I had to, dude. Because, look, for some of these guys, if you break one thing, they're going to start using something more lethal. And right. I, you got to oh, well, know which thing, yeah. ones to knock the fuck out. In the case of that motherfucker, I learned it's easier to dodge him coming up from under the ground and take him out that way than destroying his fucking hands and having him do that fucking jump forward that's undodgeable oh that was terrible <laughs> yeah was terrible. so i just learned to destroy every other component because the first thing i did learn to destroy were its hands because i did what you did but i'm playing on ultra hard if you fucking do that bullshit and dash towards me i get hit once i gotta start this whole fight again yeah. So I I learned the hard way to just let him fucking do his stupid digging bullshit, but destroy all his weapons. So that's all he can do. And then every time he well, does his little fish dive thing, fucking load him up with explosives. 
So like all his weapons being what like the the shit that is on his back like all the yep all the yep all the shit um back. his mouth if you shoot his mouth to stop him from shooting rocks out you destroy his back to stop him from doing that stupid I guess like an earthquake bullshit that he does that he hits yeah. the ground like all that crap stop all of that so that all he can do is go towards you and then you dodge away aim his direction as he's poking out shoot him a couple of times and just keep running until he keeps doing that so I just did this sort of mole hunt whack a mole pretty much. But that's the only yeah. way I could fucking beat him, because it's impossible any other way. Especially in the first so, time you fight him, where you're stuck in that little arena and you can't even run away. Yeah, yeah, because, well, there's all those explosive barrels you're supposed to use as well, I guess, to get his attention. Oh, but, no, um, and ultra hard, I can't even damage those. That See, like, all this makes me just not want to play ultra hard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even when I put the game in and I see that there's an option that I could unlock called ultra hard, and I'm like, yeah, no, do you know how much time it's going to take just for me to go through this the first time? I don't have, I don't have like, the couple weeks to dedicate to this <laughs> multiple times you but know, look like, i will tell you one game you probably should play and you probably should play it ultra hard is alien isolation oh well see everybody that because that has all these like supposedly story extensions that are canon like you run into ripley's daughter and shit like that yes. like that stuff's kind of fucking cool i love that yeah dude. there's the same reason why i think you know a lot of people give this shit the this game shit but like when they did enter the matrix i was like are you fucking kidding me like a whole extra hour of the movie and shit like where you can run on the walls and do the focus fuck that man that that's awesome i, I didn't love even it. know that was a fucking it, game dude oh dude yeah and then then because people didn't respond well to enter the matrix they decided to do well all right we'll do the game everybody wants uh enter the matrix path of neo and that where you actually play as neo and you run through the whole story so, you know, if you play through Enter the Matrix, you either play as Jada Pinkett's character or you play as Ghost, who is sort of, I guess, her co-pilot in the second and third movies. And you do all this other shit that's going on while Neo and Morpheus and everybody are doing their shit. How fucked up is it that you said Jada Pinkett and I instantly envisioned Will Smith being in the Matrix? Well, he was supposed to be. He passed on it. Dude, that's weird that I visualize her as no more than an extension of him. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's if her name was just Jada Pinkett, I think it'd be easier to just to picture Jada Pinkett. Yes, like, maybe it's Jada a Smith. Smith you're like, mm, yeah, she is kind of well, I and that's that is, uh, you know, it starts to speak to the whole sort of uh, feminism response of like, well, why should the wife take the husband's name? Why shouldn't the, the husband take her name? Or why shouldn't they both keep both of their regular names? Like, like. By making the wife take the husband's name, she is becoming just an extension of the husband. It's all fucked up. Man, why isn't he Will Pinkett Smith? Why aren't, if she took hers, his, and kept hers, why didn't he take hers and keep his too? Why isn't he Will Smith Pinkett? You know? I, you know, they both had their own money, so I kind of feel like it should have gone either way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, my, it's like, I don't even fucking know, dude. I have no idea how any of that shit works. Anywho, uh, fuck and, that you bullshit. Know, I, I kind of feel like having come close to getting married, <laughs> uh, I, I do think there is a certain level of it's different for everybody. Like the person I almost married was more like, I can't wait to not have my father's name anymore. That should have been a red flag, by the way, too. If somebody ever says that shit to you, you're like, wow. There is some baggage going on here that I should not really be the salvation for. I'm sorry. <laughs> but then, okay, what's your take, having been almost somebody who almost got married? What's your take on, 
regardless of her motivation for it, what symbolism or value do you attach to it? The taking of the name? Yeah. What where what do you fall? Well, I mean, I can see the concept of there are some people who take this uh we are becoming a unit of one. We're no longer become we're no longer separate beings by by marrying and joining. We are becoming one thing. And so it, it's kind of like that one thing should have a label. Now, should it be just one person's label that they brought into this, or should it be maybe a new label? I, I, I kind of feel like they're... I think it should be a new last name, right? It should be a new, because like this is an example of why there are people who say, there's no patriarchy. I'm like, okay, well, then why is the tradition that the woman would take the man's name? Yeah, know? instead of, you, hey, you're both allegedly becoming one. No, she's becoming part of you. You're not becoming part of shit, because she's taking your name, bro. It's fucking weird. I never thought about that. You're totally right. That's interesting because there should be a whole new last name. There shouldn't be any, you take mine. No, I take you. Like, who cares? We're becoming somebody new, allegedly. That's fucking weird. It, it's, uh, you know, and it's it's just an extension of this weird ghost story religion shit that we buy into, you know? This becoming one because the spirit and the holy spirits and this and that. It's like, Jesus fucking guys. <laughs> like, why? Why did you make us think this way then? Why, If that's how it really is, why do I have the ability to think in totally different terms? It's because um, there were a bunch of monsters that took over the world that God left in charge of making people angels in the first place. And then when God left and they were supposed to make us, they were supposed to guide us to becoming angels after God left. They were like, hey, why are we going to do this? We're not going to be the bitch of these guys. We're going to pretend we're already angels and tell them what to do. And then they corrupted everything. And then maybe Lucifer was like a good guy. And uh, Lucifer and the snake were two different people. But, you know, they got written into the book as one because fuck both of them. They're trying to fight us. And we're angels, allegedly, or whatever. Fuck. And so uh, everything we've been told is a lie. And uh, it's all Ja Rule's fault. Yeah, there you go. That's why I fired in. <laughs> Look, bro, 100%, like I told you before, it doesn't matter what the main narrative is if it involves ja rule we know that one thing is true it's because of his music in the 90s that's responsible for all of it dude it will always be responsible for all of it 9 11 was covered up with two different stories so that we would conflict and fight each other about those two stories to not question the fact that other countries are just angry at us because ja rule made shit music in the 90s and that's all it is well, you know, everyone should have been really appalled by the fact that he misspelled murder. Oh, my God. Yes. That's part of it. Because the people in other countries are like, dude, you can't even like you're ruining English. He was the beginning of that. Fuck. He was the beginning of ruining English. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude, he ruined everything. I'm telling you, 100 percent. He is the leading disaster. How old is Jaru right now? Like 100? Too fucking old. <laughs> too fucking old like especially have you watched did you watch that fire documentary nah, i haven't I gotten to it yet try actually looking for that movie i found the movie called Geralt's game or something like that Geralt's game oh yeah. god did you see it i did not it's based on a stephen king book oh, i haven't read fucking yet god, dude, you should, what the fuck he's not even that old he looks <laughs> like he's old as fuck <laughs> dude he's 42 he's young as hell Oh shit! Well, he's he acts like a fucking moron, man. Like when you watch that, um, when you watch that fire documentary, man, just listen to Jai. It's terrible. You're just like Jesus Christ. Yeah, it wasn't fraud. It's false advertising. I'm like, oh, that's the same thing. He just got <laughs> super conned, bro. That's all it is. He got super conned, and he doesn't want to admit it. 
That's fucking Well, he, you know, yeah. He definitely figured, let me throw some money at this thing and then not have to do anything and these other people do it. But the other people turned out to be frauds and fucking con artists. (laughs) And he just tried, and he eventually just tried to distance himself to it, you know? But clearly that didn't work because his name made it into this documentary. Anywho, anywho, bro, let people know what's going on. We'll dismiss the show and then you stick around real quick because I'm going to have you do a little bit of an intro that we're doing now. Nice little cool introduction. But yeah, let people know what you got going on, bro. Uh, well, you know, the Hollow Nine Network, we're always cranking out tons of content. It's been a little on the slow side getting into 2019 here because we are prepping for the launch of Station Nine, which is our radio station extension uh, put together by the incredible and talented, amazing Jennifer Sifuentes on my my creative team. She's actually like sort of my partner in crime with the whole Hollow Nine thing. And uh, she's the reason the lights are on and the website is uh, kicking. So she decided hey it's time for us to um it's time for us to have a radio station and uh so that's going to be starting we were going to be doing it at the end of this month but obviously february is now here so um <laughs> so it'll be sometime in february but you'll also be able to catch this awesome program on those digital airwaves Ooh. uh we will be we will be coming back to tangent city as well there's uh some writing and stuff happening with that it's just been really we have so much going on we've been doing a lot of work with this guy named uh, g tom mack who you might know from the world of the lost boys and so there's a lot of video work coming out of that as well and a lot of dave the clone going out to la and shit so you know it's just trying to keep everything moving forward and uh so hopefully uh, you guys will come over and check us out at hollow9.com the word hollow the number nine ine.com and uh our new soon to be released patreon you guys can support us and help us move this shit forward faster so yeah there's that um mind hunter all kinds of cool shit just check it out enjoy Ooh, fuck yeah, dude. I'm excited as fuck about that. I didn't even know you had some video shit coming out. Brian, tell me about that. <laughs> Damn. Dude, you are getting busy as fuck. I don't even know how the fuck it you're doing. It seems like that's just not going to stop. Sleep is no longer a thing I'm familiar with. Shit, bro. Well, you know what? The grind is the shit that matters because you grind long enough to shit just pays off. Meanwhile, everybody else who's not grinding is over here like, I'm going to succeed one day. And it never happens. And then they die. And they're like, man, I should have been grinding. It's like, yeah, probably. You probably should have been grinding. Anywho, uh, so yeah, follow David all that. Follow him at the <laughs> Hollow Nine, which is apparently exploding into a giant conglomerate that's going to consume us all and then be part of the people who, you know, create the Matrix or force us to be in it or whatever the fuck. So when you do that, bro, you know, give me some cheat codes at least so I could like trump yeah. it out or something, you know? Well, you know, I think I think the Just Conversations podcast uh, finding its way onto the airwaves of Station Nine is probably a good first first lap into the into the cheat code world so hey it's better than no cheat codes shit (laughs) thank you for being here dave as always it's a fucking blast to have you broski yeah man thank you guys for the invite and uh, i love coming to hang out i love how uh i love our shotgun approach to this too where it's like we don't really talk about too much but what we're going to talk about we just kind of get on the horn and talk and all of a sudden it's like here we are we've just discovered another possible source of where all of this reality we experience oh, yeah dude, we wing it so. hard but it's always fun isn't it i think that's that's sort of the the magic of it that we're just yeah, like absolutely. where we, it could absolutely. crash it could totally dude it could fail any fucking it hasn't yet but it could totally fail any fucking day and we would never know it's just gonna uh, it's exciting to find out if we do <laughs> exactly exactly well keep the awareness up man you yes, gotta keep our perspectives wide open Yes, that is the important thing.
Bye-bye. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is music. What is music? It's me going... Yeah. Yeah. It's not porn. It's music. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 uh, yeah. And then the beat drops. Anyways. Yeah. So wasn't that awesome? That was. Psychotically awesome. See, is it me and Dave have this, uh, we've got chemistry. And, uh, he brings in his total geekiness. And I bring in my total nerdiness. And with his media information and my affinity for accuracies, we become two complex losers. We were such losers. Yes. It is crazy. Into some weird, geeky, nerdy baby. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, magic happens. Usually it's like a nerd surrounds himself with nerds, or a geek surrounds himself with geeks. We're that crossover where he knows the lore. And I know the numbers. Every time me and Dave are in the middle of a conversation, the podcast goes from the Just Conversation podcast to the Lore and Equations podcast. What? Yeah, it's fantastic. We we spiral. And that all happened from llamas. We were just talking about llamas and alpacas, and then llamas and alpacas told us that, for a fact, octopi are like freaks of nature. Aliens. They come from space. But fucking aren't they, man? Like, fuck. What the hell are they? They don't need spaceships. They are the spaceships. They kind of are. They just spread their tentacles out and then rotate. Weird. If you put them upside down with their tentacles stretched out in every direction, you, like, hit them on one of them and they'll spin like a top thing. So it'll look like Like a Beyblade. Yeah, they'll be like a Beyblade. If you could put them on the ground like that, you could spin them like that, that's how mm. they would work. You could put them in space, boom, UFO for sure. What? They are, they're, they're an organic spaceship. That's amazing. They probably have aliens inside of them. They're just a ship. They're an organic they're ship. They're just a ship. They're, oh. Yeah. There was a, an episode of uh, Star Trek where that was happening. There was an organic ship. The ship was alive. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There were, like, creatures inside of it, but the ship itself was a living thing as well. It was, like, a creature that can handle space or whatever. Yeah, I kind of remember it. Like, a space whale type of thing? No, or that's that the one that different... was sucking onto the ship's milk oh, or okay, whatever. okay, that was an actual alien that was just living in space. Yeah, because it left its mom or whatever, and it was, like, yeah, it was a space alien that somehow lived. That's weird, isn't that? Yeah. Like, there's probably things, maybe not in our visible distance, but who says that there are creatures that who says that there aren't creatures that could survive in the gap, right? Yeah. That is so crazy. Well, both those situations are crazy. The first one with aliens inside of an alien. Yeah. That the alien is a spaceship, and the other one is that the baby that lives in just the vacuum was eating the radiation coming off of the ship. Yeah, that's the one I remember. That's oh my so gosh. Weird. Man, Star Trek is packed a weird, crazy anomalies and junk of that nature they're all true i believe all of that is for real man it's total anything gene roddenberry said is real yeah he's an alien he came from the future or something he came from the future he's a time traveler yeah he has to be he's either he's either an alien or he's from the future there's no other options i don't care he he knows more 
he could be an alien from the future. He has to be. He has. To. Then again, he could have been a human from the future, and he's like that's why he looks human. Or maybe he's in camouflage. He could be in camouflage. Maybe he's a reptilian. What? Maybe Gene Roddenberry was a reptilian. But then he'd have some reptilians in his story. Does he? Are there? Does he? Oh, yes, there was. The question is, did he write the the Voyager episode where the ship was overtaken by these weird lizard things, and then then um the captain got all um alien on them, where she mm. strapped like a flamethrower to her back, bunch of her crew oh. became lizard people or They're whatever. Lizards? Oh, okay. Or they were flies or something. I, I remember them as flies. It was a really weird, weird. messed up. I think thing. she turned into a lizard. I remember she turned into a lizard and, and then had a with, baby with yeah, somebody. One of the crewmates oh. turned into one too. So they had babies. Man, that show's so wrong. That's a weird thing to remember. I wonder if they remember any of that or that's just like something that happened and they sort of know about, but they don't have the actual like the memory. memory. Yeah, because having the memory is the weirder part. Yeah. But like, I was a lizard at some point. Like, what the fuck does that? Man, that just reminds me of Tuvok. Tuvok. That he fused the freaking guy who fused oh. with the other guy in that horrible scenario where you had to decide what the like is their original life important or is their current life important? Like, like we could separate them. The new one wants to live. I know. How do you decide? I think the prime directive should have been used there. That would have solved it. That would have been Picard's solution. He would have been like the prime directive is is principle here, and circumstances made them one. This is a now a living thing. And it wants to live. And it wants to live. We can't interfere. The universe chose. We just let it happen. Mm. Man, what if they did that? I mean, if they decided to keep him alive, like, how would the show have continued? It'd be too depressing. Maybe that's why. Every time you see him, it's just a reminder of the darkness behind that moment. Yes. That's Man. too much. It's kind of hardcore. I'll give it to them. Like, it's not the easiest thing in the world to come up with these scenarios. And sometimes maybe just show us and then take it away because it's real. Like, look, bro, they went as far as killing a baby. When did they kill a baby? The Asian guy had to jump through the portal, oh, yeah, whatever his with name the, was. The live baby. Because yeah. the, the, the baby died. Okay. But yeah. then the show continues with a fake. In the other <laughs> universe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because they murdered the one we were watching. No. Hmm. Yeah, everybody was dying. Then we found the other one. They just hopped across. Oh, yeah. That's very lucky of those two, I guess. Yes, they're the only original people. Everything yeah. else that we were watching, at least. I mean, both sides are original to themselves, I guess. Yeah. But from our perspective, that whole crew, including Janeway, the Got captain, me. were just dead. It's so crazy. Yep, just him Man. and the baby. Harry, that was his name. Harry, he's the superhero. He's the one that was saving the day and getting... He's the true know, protagonist. Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. He's not that cool, but they made him It was about cooler. him, for sure. <laughs> I thought his friend was cooler than him, but... Which one was his friend? The pilot guy. Oh, the hardcore, like, super awesome pilot dude who was always being a rebel about random crap. But he had much bad luck. Yeah, <laughs> but they all had pretty shitty luck. Mm -hmm. They were just on that ship by chance. Like he was, what was that? His he was being given a chance again for the first time in whenever because he did dumb crap before. He's an ace pilot though, yeah. and then he ends up on a ship that gets flung seventy five light years across the galaxy. 
doesn't even make sense. How did I even get home? Or was it 75? No, it was 75,000 light years. Some crazy number like that. Then they never make it home. That pisses me off, dude, because <laughs> I remember going into a... I, I did a crazy journey like this in No Man's Sky. What? Where I had to travel across a freaking galaxy. And why, why are you mad about that? Because it was sort of pointless. I got to the place where I was going and found nobody. It's oh, so because you're in the wrong server. reality. Yeah, pretty much. In this scenario, server is reality, and I'm like following the tips from the multiverse. Let's say we all update our information in the multiverse, a website in our end. And then I jump into game and follow those instructions. I get there and I don't find anybody. I dig deeper into the information of the multiverse and find out I was in the wrong freaking universe to start with. That is awful. That did take forever. I remember. Oh my gosh. And I wasted so many resources just to make the freaking trip. I was, and it wasn't, look, I was right next to it. This is my point. The galaxy is, there were people who traveled across the literal galaxy. I moved on the galactic map, inches. But it, man, inches though was like how long? It took <laughs> me years. Yeah, no, it took me several days, right? Something yeah. like that. It took breaks. I took breaks over days, doing nothing but jumping light speed warps, just warping, warping, jumping several stars. We're talking forty, fifty star leaps at a time. Mm-hmm. In a somewhat straight line. In a somewhat straight line, and it took me freaking days. There were people who made that journey from across the galaxy. So I can, I sort of have a more close understanding to how much of a pain in the ass Janeway's crew was going through. Like, Voyager went on some crap. I wasn't half as far as they were. I wasn't 1% the distance they were flung away. But they have faster, well, their thing can go faster. Farther? No. Farther? No? They're, they have um, the warp speeds and whatever? Their, their warps don't take them that far. They're, I think even up to warp 10, you're still moving to the point there's just a couple of stars at a time. I might have been traveling yeah. at their same speed, if anything. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. And they, basically, all you got to do is imagine me being on the other side of the galaxy. That was their actual journey. It wasn't a pleasant one. No. Anyways, we nerded out about that hard in this freaking episode with Dave. We don't have to do that twice. But it's fascinating, the fact that all of that even happened. But one of the things I would talk about with Dave on this episode, which was about serial killers, that I will stand behind till the very end is that there's absolutely nothing wrong with portraying Ted Bundy the way they're doing it. Because he was that guy. And a lot of people having a problem with that, a lot of people jumping on social media, we shouldn't be like a... Uh, women shouldn't be he he shouldn't be sexualized we shouldn't be sexualizing him and make him but that's who the fuck he was he was a hot dude he was a hot dude i mean the show's saying yeah he was hot he was seductive he was interesting and people are complaining online you know outrage culture and everything Mm. oh how dare they do this well guess what that's an accurate story that's how he was and people can't seem to handle that Mm -hmm. You guys also talked about the brain being a computer, which is awesome. Yeah, that was totally fascinating. Yes. What if our brain is actually a computer, though? See, this is crazy because that could totally be the case that we actually have a not just a computer brain, but we are some sort of actual computer 
that simply part of our programming is to convince us that we are organic. Yes, it reminds me though of that movie Extinction Extinction on Netflix, where the robots thought they were humans. They were living as humans, and then they find out what we're being attacked by aliens. That's what they thought. They were humans being attacked by aliens, and then they discover no, those are humans, and we're robots. Like, yes. what if we're living that? How would we know? What if we're just robots that erase that memory? Yeah, because that's really all that happened. They took over and then they got rid of their memory of being robots in the first place to believe that they were people. Their programming was so detailed. They successfully convinced themselves they were just people. And we could be living that lie. And not even that we... I mean, we could have been robots aware of it and then cleaned ourselves out, but Mm -hmm. I think it's more probable, if anything, because of how computerized we are, because of how interesting and identical to it like we it could just look like organic or who says organic anyways they could have made that term up put it in our brains and then said okay this is what organic is and this is what computer is and computer is really organic who the hell knows so they're convincing us that we are alive and our programming convinces us we are alive but our brain works like a computer already Our brain works like a computer, just like the examples I use in there. We can't modify it on the field. We got to take it back in the lab and add the differences there, then bring it back out. Why is that? Shouldn't we be able to convince and learn actively? Isn't that a thing we're supposed to do as creatures? Learn actively? But no, we got to go home, modify the brain, come back and put it on the field. Yes. Find out what works, take it back, do the thing we tell ourselves. Oh, that's active learning. But then why do we have the lag in between point A and point B? Because we're robots. Because we could totally be. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just our brains are special. Yeah, our brains. I wonder if animals work that way too. Well, animals don't have the conscious decision to go and modify something. Repetition alone teaches a creature. But we have to go do some processing? What's that about? That is very confusing. Maybe everything else is animalistic, and what we call consciousness is computerized. Maybe consciousness itself is a computer program. Everything else is real. Maybe the organic matter we have is real, but whatever created us added the computerized factor into our brain that is consciousness. Mm-hmm. What? 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 What if we're robots? Okay. That's kind of like, what if we're in the Matrix? Yeah. The Matrix is such a messed up scenario. It's too many... I mean, come on, man. It's like, like we're even talking about fucking Horizon. We're talking about Horizon and how people in that world totally died. Those are basically robot people. Those are fucking robots, because a robot made them. Oh, um, yes. What? There's no proof that they're human? There's no proof that they're human. They think they're human. That's enough. Whoa. But they were made by a machine. And they somehow survived as babies. Robots. Robots. They have to be robots. That is a giant hole. Yeah, like they had no food, or they had food, but how are the robots... They had holograms. They had holograms. Unless that's what the the tubes were for. Unless the container, the tubes, the cryotubes, or whatever the hell 
were so that they could be in there fed through pipes and junk. But then how do you learn how to walk? How do you learn how to talk when you're just stuck in this thing? Unless it's also exercising their muscles and whatnot while they're in there. They just didn't show us that stuff that would be doing that. Say that again. That they didn't have the equipment that they were using to do that stuff with. Like if they were exercising their muscles, they'd need something. Yeah, they would need something in the tube to do that. But none of that was in there. We got to see where they were born. And we didn't see them as babies, though. No, we just saw them as children. Yes, we saw them as nothing but children, then teenagers, then adults. What if they're robots? They could totally have been robots. Some kind of robot that does grow. Mm-hmm. Everything like a human. Except they're not. Except they're not, and they would never know. Yep, even if they developed DNA testing That does make sense, though, for the people with the tubes in them, like, why they don't get infected. Because I'm wondering, like, how how are they keeping those clean and all that stuff? No, I think that they just did... It's like a piercing. Hmm. It's the same thing as a piercing. Oh. Yeah, that's not, like, connected to their bone or something. I know, but... So, I don't know, it's just so creepy looking. We literally have people who put, like, little metallic balls under their skin so they can have lifts in their skin and look like reptiles or crazy shit like that. There's not a lot of that. Yeah, but a whole tribe that does it isn't beyond belief. No, no. Tribes of people stretching their necks out or their lips out or their ears out. We Commonplace now is to stretch your freaking ears out. There's Mm -hmm. weird things like that all over the place. I think the Banuk, those people were just very traditional tribal where they would do weird things like that mm-hmm. yes well anyways point being fascinating conversation with uh dave and yeah. uh every time we have a conversation with this guy freaking phenomenal mm-hmm. such a great conversation yes yeah anyways anytime we talk to this guy is freaking phenomenal anytime he's here is exciting and uh i don't know it's just real interesting where his mind goes. He always spirals, and I always I bounce off of whatever somebody else is talking about. And he's always talking about the most random weird things. Mm-hmm. So I nitpick that, and it just gets weirder. We go in more in depth on something he said, and then he brings up something he knows about it, and then we go further in depth on that same thing. And then we just spiral out, and we went from what? Llamas to the structure of the universe. So much crazy stuff. It's um, beautiful. It it's is beautiful. Poetry, man. Yes. So go stalk him. Yes, definitely. Go stalk him. Find the man at his central hub, which is at hollow9.com. That is a hollow, the word hollow, the number nine, I-N-E dot com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Just Convo Pod. You can also find our website. Well, you can find us on our website, greatthoughts.info. Yes, and you can find the podcast anywhere, you know, you're, if you're wherever you are listening to it right now, and all the other places like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anything you want. We're probably there. If we're not, let us know. Drop a comment. Tell us, hey, put it on this other place that you're not. I only made an account here so I can tell you to put it over there or whatever the case might be. And uh, watch out for that radio station that's coming out, an extension of the 
Hollow Nine Network. It would be on the Hollow Nine Network. The radio station? Yeah. No, the radio. I, I have no idea. I gotta actually ask Dave because I believe it's gonna have its own thing. Whatever the case might be, when all that stuff is up, I'm gonna be linking to it on the website so you guys can find all the links at greatthoughts.info. You can find all the things. So you can go get heavily invested in all of Dave's ventures. He's a close friend. We like to support everything he does, and he, hey, he's creating a giant empire to take over the planet. And when he does, I will beg for mercy. But until he does, I'll pretend I'm the hot shit already. Giggity, giggity, guh. Yeah. So remember to subscribe. Yes, rate and review the show. Or let someone you... Well, rate and review the show. Leave a comment. All the good stuff. And let somebody you know know about the podcast. Somebody you think might like it. Somebody who likes to hear people ramble about dumb crap, make jokes about random things, will enjoy uh, uh, a loud heavily extroverted person talking over a shy quiet introverted person in the middle of weird semi-philosophical critical thinky dialogue which one am i you're obviously the extrovert and i'm obviously the shy one obviously anyways this has been the just conversation podcast take nothing personal thanks for listening bye bye god people still remember that <laughs> you know what i mean like for me it's always like it sucks how much things are changing and how we have a generation that is totally fine with settling for mediocre shit and thinking that it's entertainment like this is why we have youtube celebrities and influencers and weird shit and it's like i will always have like uh respect and be putting effort towards trying to go that old school traditional route of like, you know, bumpers and and open packages and themes and like special effects and all that shit. Yes. So I love stuff like that, man. I'm down for sure. Yes. You know how hard it is to try to build a format without building a format? I've dude, I oh. bust my head all the time. Just like, how can I structure this to be neater without actually structuring the show? Well, it is. It's evolving. You know, that's 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 what evolution is with this shit. You know, it's it's like you're staying true to what your voice and your vision are, but you're also growing it. You're you're not I don't want to say you're formalizing it, but you're packaging it in a way that it can stand next to the other. I love the word you you use there because it's like. You open the box, and it's still just us talking about random shit that we think about at any given moment. But the outside of the box has a nice little label that says, oh, the Just Conversation podcast. And it's like, you hit the button at the front of the box, and it's like, oh, it's Dave that's going to be on the, you know, nice little ideas packaged around. And then you open it, and it's still a fucking mess inside.